podcast. I have it somewhere in front of me. Give me a second to get to it. I hope your day is going nicely. Uh, what a weekend to have such nice weather and then all of a sudden have not nice weather. That was very disappointing. Uh, scattered showers throughout early afternoons today. Partly sunny, breezy with wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Cooler, a high of 69 today. Tonight, clouds continue, or they clear, excuse me. It's going to get dry. Gusts up to 15 miles per hour. 73 tomorrow, 76 Wednesday. And then something happens between Wednesday and Thursday. We go from 76 to 55, which is totally normal. That's totally fine. Uh, right now, it is 71 degrees at AM 1230 WJBC. Begin. Can we talk about this? Hey, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, 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 no. Over there. No, 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 no. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... Oh, <laughs> there you go. We start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. Yeah. It's Craig Collins Show. AM 1230. WJBC. Let me turn this uh, music down for a second here. Uh, happy to have you with me on AM 1230 WJBC. There is no way. There is no way that I can do this show today without talking about LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I can't do it. I know that this is not sports radio, one. And I know, number two, that there's a whole lot of people that don't even care about sports that listen to this radio station because, again, it's not sports radio. But I can't, I can't stop myself. LeBron James won another NBA championship last night. He now has four. He's been there more times than MJ. That's absolutely true, substantially more so. Uh, he's lost a bunch of times while he's been there. I saw an article in theundefeated.com that talked about how we need to end the conversation. Who's better, LeBron or Mike? Uh, end the conversation by winning his fourth title. I'm just going to read part of it uh, for you, and then we can all decide. And granted, we are in the community we're in here, so I'm imagining that a lot of people, uh, because of our proximity to Chicago, might totally disagree with points uh, throwing out that LeBron's pretty good. Uh, by winning his fourth NBA title, LeBron James has not only just leapt into history, he's also leapt over Michael Jordan in the heated, ongoing debate over which player is the greatest. James scored 28 points, had a triple-double Sunday to lead the Los Angeles Lakers to the franchise's 17th NBA title. I question the lead. He did win an MVP award. That's his fourth. Every time that LeBron has been to the finals and won, he's gotten the old MVP award, even though I think a case could definitely have been made for somebody else on the Lakers organization this year. Uh, none of them had to compete in the bizarre year that is the bubble is mentioned here in the undefeated is another reason why we should consider the debate closed. This NBA championship has been like no other and has been harder in many ways than any other. The emotional fatigue of playing inside of a bubble for nearly three months is hard enough. Add the emotional strain, the isolation, no fans to drive that energy. And you have to have rigorous, unprecedented uh, difficulty in the playoffs outside of continuing wins and losses, counting wins and losses. I put minimal weight on stats. Uh, that's a bad take. If you're going to say that in your, in your take, I put minimal weight, you know, on the statistics that people uh, have when they're playing a sport. Uh, they're often empty calories, according to this writer at The Undefeated. James has dominated every statistical basketball category that exists. In game one of the NBA Finals, he passed Abdul-Jabbar for the fourth most rebounds in NBA history. Also in the Finals, James passed John Stockton for all-time assists in the postseason. There is one 
I know I'm like doing the sports radio Collins is on right now. Craig Collins, sports host, is, is taking over. But there's one thing that always gets mentioned when you talk about Michael and MJ. It's the first thing that, that the MJ fans say and the LeBron James fans try to discredit. And it is that MJ is the only, play, he's the, the only player on the planet, the only human being who, have ever, who ever played the, the sport of basketball, uh, that if he were in his prime and you had one shot or the world is destroyed, let's say that there's a weird thing, aliens invade our planet, it's essentially the movie Space Jam, uh, and they're, they're going to blow us up unless somebody hits a clutch shot on a basketball court. It's one shot and, and obliteration, or they leave us alone and say thank you for you know uh, the enjoyable shot. MJ in his prime is the guy. I don't care. You can say that it's somebody like Steph Curry who's got a better shooting percentage. You can say it's Shaq if, if he gets to, to dunk. I don't, I don't care what it is. Uh, the pressure of the moment didn't get to Michael Jordan like it got to everyone else, including LeBron James. That is a Hall of Fame characteristic. That is a best-of-all-time trait that needs to be addressed beyond that. Mike's got six titles. LeBron's got four. Mike was the clear MVP all six times that he won. LeBron, yeah, I think that's debatable. LeBron played a very bad Miami Heat team that also had injuries. Uh, even though uh, Jimmy Butler is not given any of the credit he deserves, this team is not up to the caliber of most of the teams that the Bulls beat, uh, probably all of the teams. Every single team the Bulls beat to win a championship could have beaten this Heat team, in my opinion. And LeBron at times didn't really look like the best player on the court. He didn't. Uh, he, you know, Anthony Davis, to me, for the Lakers, seemed like a more valuable asset at times, even if LeBron was running the team. LeBron is, is Magic Johnson. At times, I even dove into the stats between LeBron James and Scottie Pippen. And granted, LeBron scores more points. He also does get more rebounds than Scottie. Um, and honestly, he probably drove the offense a little bit more than Scottie did, so there, there's a few more assists. But it's not, it's not insane. Scottie Pippen, in some of his better um, playoff years, would score like 20, get about eight or nine assists, seven, maybe seven, a couple steals, you know, uh, five or six rebounds. He's a little bit behind uh, LeBron in a lot of ways. So I guess Magic would be a better comparable. But it's not Michael. It's just not Michael Jordan. And so this, this article in The Undefeated that I'm going to put up on, on the Craig Collins Show at Facebook.com, and I know anybody that's like, man, this is a lot of sports early. There's a lot of, this is not the Craig Collins we come to expect, uh, talking about politics and, you know, cooking pizzas on the radio. But uh, yeah, I have to. I have to do it. LeBron James won a championship last night, and at least one crazy writer in the undefeated.com is saying that it's already over. LeBron went a remarkable amount of times in a row to the postseason. Remarkable. You can say the Chicago Bulls had super teams before super teams were a thing, uh, but they weren't a thing. You didn't have superstar after superstar re, uh, reunite together. Da uh, Dennis Rodman is not the same as bringing in players like Anthony Davis to play with you. That's just not the same. I know Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, that's lucky. That's, that's essentially Steph Curry and Klay Thompson kind of luck there. They, they get drafted, they play on the same team. There's not a lot of, of well, trades and stuff, but there's not a lot going on there where the player had another professional career with another uh, NBA team before landing with his teammate and someone that's very valuable to him. And I think that's true about everybody. I mean, Magic had players. He definitely had help, uh, obviously. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would be a helpful asset if you're a Magic Johnson. So, they, they, you know, there's a lot going into this whole conversation. But it's just crazy to think that LeBron James, most of his titles being won with several other All-Stars on the court with him, the only one that I think is a truly celebratory title is the Cleveland title against the super team that was 
uh, the Golden State Warriors. Other than that, I don't see any of his other championships being as valuable as the ones Michael won. And I don't see LeBron being as valuable as Michael in any of those situations. And that is the difference between the greatest of all time and a guy who's really, really good at basketball but isn't Michael Jordan. Quick break a lot more on, M uh, on, on MTV. What am I saying? Quick break a lot more on the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. My wife, Betty, sitting right next to me the entire time. I'm talking LeBron and Michael Jordan. Uh, I don't know if she thinks I'm biased at all. She was watching the LeBron James championship with me last night. Betty, do you want to talk for just a second about whether or not I'm right or wrong? And you, you remember Michael Jordan. You watched a lot of Michael. Yes, I do. And you loved Scottie Pippen. I do love Scottie Pippen still. You still love Scottie yes. Pippen? Okay. Who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. There we go. Yeah. Did you just say that because that's the answer I wanted to hear? No, because so? I consider Michael Jordan better than, um, yeah. It's it's weird because, like, watching LeBron James win a championship and be pretty good at basketball is, you know, it's important. It's value. It's fun. It was fun watching the NBA Finals in October. That was fun. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was, time. it was sad we didn't have a Yankee game to watch. I know, Craig. You were so sad when they lost. I'm sorry. On Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was pretty sad. Yeah. But, you know, that's it's okay. It happens uh, for the Yankees a lot of years in a row. Well, it's, somebody has to lose. Somebody has to win. Well, it's, it's the year 2020. None of it counts. Yes. It doesn't matter. So it's not a real season anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, it can be a real season. Not the same, though. They didn't have the, you know, the, the season long uh, getting into the rhythm of a, of a baseball year of course, to, to be this good in October. Right? I was yeah. amazed at Garrett Cole and how well he played uh, for somebody that essentially is 60, 75 games into what should be a 160-game season. You know, so he's he's hitting a stra uh, a a groove. He should have a few more months to get even better. And uh, for his first time ever starting on short rest, I thought he did well. I thought Tampa's pitching did really well too. Yeah. I don't know who I want to win in the next round now. Who is uh, gonna? It's the Rays and the Astros. Astros. I would like I'd like everybody to lose. <laughs> can we have everybody lose? No, okay. that cannot happen. Then I guess I want the Rays to win because at least they didn't cheat their way to winning. Yeah, the Rays they are playing yeah. playing pretty well. Yeah, and you love the fact that they're all little babies. They all the kids. They look so young. I'm amazed because it seems like another, like a new generation, like 18, yeah. 18, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Most of them. I just I wanted to vanquish the enemy. I wanted the Yankees to be the ones to take down the bad guys that are the Houston Astros. Even though the Rays won, they're up one game to none, and they play again to, uh, tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Um, I so wanted the Yankees to do Who are you cheering it. for, Craig? In the entire, like all of the MLB playoffs. Yes. Um. Where are you gonna do you wanna See put here, money on the table? Here's the thing, Betty. I don't I don't I don't fair weather fan. You know, if my team's out, they're out. Oh, well, you gotta keep playing. No, it's a lot for baseball. No. That's that's the that's the thing. That's what my dad say. If I, you love a sport, you gotta keep cheering for someone. A radio friend of mine who this this uh, market knows very well, and actually the station knows very well, and Scott Robbins uh, would joke all the time that that you need to pick a new team whenever your team's out. Yeah. And you get the new hat. Your dad has yes. a bunch of hats he has for a whole all collation. the teams. <laughs> that's not being a fan. Being a fan means that when your team's out, you just gotta be sad for a year. But his uh, favorite team is he, he say that he's in his heart and he's always gonna. Be in their side but when they lose he has to support somebody else for your dad i will i will quietly not hate against the dodgers i will quietly, quietly. i will quietly let the dodgers be a team that if they win i'll be like congratulations aurelio yeah all right other yeah. than that the other teams the braves he's very happy because the years are still i know he, i know and he's gonna playing. turn 70 in he's November. gonna be 70 be a very nice birthday gift for him to have his favorite baseball team yeah win. All right. In his, in his presence. That's fine. For Aurelio, I am quietly. I'm not vocally. I'm not out. I'm, I'm only a Yankee fan, but I'm quietly 
Kind of, sort of. I will tell him. He's right. going to be very happy. Is he, gonna, is he? Yes. All right. I got to take a break. A lot more in a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. Betty and I talk at sports. That's a sports show right there. I know. It's weird. We had so much of a snack table for the Friday game. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. But Marshmallows, then it was, popcorn. It was sad that they lost. Do you think we over-snacked? Do you Probably. think I jinxed the team with my yes, snack? Yes, you jinxed it. Okay. <laughs> you said that very fast. <laughs> All right. Less snacks next time then. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of a workout before the uh, playoff Probably. games. Okay. Get yeah. healthier for next season. Yes. I'm going to get in shape for the Yankees to win the World Series next Start year. Start to ride your bike tomorrow. I'm right after the show. Let's yes. go on a bike ride after the show. Who shows right now? I'm in training. In I'm, the break. Right. I'm going to text message uh, Brian Cashman. Let him know that I'm training for next year. Okay. He'll have no idea who I am or what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm like, Brian, if you need me, I'm ready to go. Well, it's back to me, the Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. There's a lot of other stuff in the news. There's a lot of not sports things in the news. Although, honestly, looking back at everything, all the um, experiences that 2020 has been and the amount of time we spent without sports at all, uh, that's going to be one of the more surreal things in a, in a much different way, like the 1 to 10 seriousness of the value of, of not having uh, professional sports on TV uh, for a few months there. That's not going to be a 10. That's going to be a 4, 5. Uh, but honestly, the fact that this, this October and even, I guess, the last maybe month and a half has been so unique sports-wise to have an NHL champion crowned, to have an NBA champion crowned, to have NFL, uh, you know, a few weeks in and having its own struggles with COVID-19 and then having um, uh, everything that you're used to having, having baseball uh, exist and, and barreling toward their World Series. I'm going to look back on this month or two as one of the best months, two months for sports specifically in the history of my life. Uh, just because how much stuff was going on, honestly, every night. And it's going to be so weird to not have something to do after the show. Every night there's something on. There, I, I had to watch Yankees. I had to split screen a lot of times. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun to, to have all these sports playing, whether or not the seasons feel the same to a lot of people. And so I guess if we just try to find silver linings in the weird experiences that we've all had in this year, this, this very strange 2020 uh, one of the silver linings for me for years to come is going to be thinking about watching NBA championships, maybe a little bit of the Stanley Cup, uh, a whole lot of baseball, and some football on Sundays. And I have football to talk about a little bit later. I want to save that, though. Uh, Neil Doyle usually joins me in the 3 o'clock hour for the rest of the show, and we're doing Doyle takes every day around 3 o'clock now uh, when we can. So I, I want some Doyle takes again on the NFL and the games that were played in about a half hour or so. So we'll, we'll shift gears to some other things. There's certainly some political stories out there in the world uh, that deserve discussing. 829-2345 is the phone number. If you want to get involved, be a part of the show. Uh, however you want to do it, that is completely, um, you know, something you are more than welcome to do every day, no matter what I'm talking about, too, honestly. If I'm talking about something and you don't care about it, you want to talk about something else, I, I like that. I like the pivot of that. So call in 829-2345 or find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Greg Collins Show. Uh, some political chat next, but right now it's news time at AM 1230. Your news guy is Blake Haas. Craig, did we lose you? Hey, hey, oh. it's Craig Collins. Yep, now we've got you. We didn't, we didn't right, have buddy. you right, right out of the uh, commercial or right out of okay. the news there. 
Good to know. Uh, revisiting the weather real quick. There's some scattered showers for today. Uh, it's going to be 69. It's going to be cool, breezy wind up to 25 miles per hour. Low of 15, low of 44, excuse me, for tonight. 15 is the wind gusts uh, for this evening. Sunny and 30 mile per hour winds. High of 73 tomorrow. 76 and sunny on Thursday, on Wednesday, excuse me. And then 55, uh, the, the shoe drops, I guess, one day later. 55 degrees, uh, big cool down, partly sunny, high of 55. Uh, AM 1230 WJBC right now, the temperature in the basement radio bunker is 72 degrees. And let me hit this button so that this works okay and make sure we're still got everything going. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Lots of things going on. Lots of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, news within the world. And yet, I am still tempted to kind of just chat with my wife who's sitting across from me about other things, not really the most serious of things. Uh, we've been trying for a while now to eat healthier, uh, which we were just talking about last night, and like all the sugar and things and all the different, I guess, ways in which we, we try to do that better. I've been cooking some meals. Uh, for, for Betty, I think I made another meal for you over the weekend, uh, which again is really just putting one product into it. See, I got called out on social media for not cooking you food, Betty. I got called out on social media because the, the listener said that what I did doesn't really count as cooking. Uh, when I made the pizza live on the air on Friday, or I think I made us uh, sweet and sour chicken uh, using a, D, a air fryer and then a packet of sauce yeah. uh, on Sunday. Yeah. That's cooking to me. It's a food product. You put it in a device. You turn the device on. It makes the food. It comes out, and I give it to you. I know it's not as hard as the cooking you do, but I cooked. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no. How your can face, explain your this? face is saying no. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be a good cook, I guess you got to do I, I never said I was from, a good cook. Well, well, I don't know. No? But it's, it's just like, yeah, we cook differently then. So would you say, uh, as the listener did, that if I made you a meal the real way, the way you do, like preparing all the different ingredients, having the fire almost burn me probably, doing a bunch of that stuff, that, that would be more impressive? That you'd like that more? Well, it would taste different. It would taste better. I'd ruin it. <laughs> I, maybe it would taste better. Yeah, the listener didn't think that I cooked for you on Friday when I did a very elaborate version of cooking a pizza live on the air. But I, I think I did. I'm 829-2345. Did I cook for Betty? Or do I have to do better when it comes to, to cooking for the missus? Uh, and find another way to do that. Is that, you know, is that the way that I have to do it? Is just make the real food item, make all the sauces. You make like homemade sauces. You gotta pull that recipe, correct? Mm -hmm. And cook slowly. Uh, there is a viral story out there that I want to talk about at some point about a woman who put on a wedding dress and ambushed her boyfriend because she wanted to either get married or she was out of the relationship. She was done. A lot of people have very strong reactions to this story. I, I found it entertaining. It's on uh, social media. It's on TikTok. Um, video of the woman seemingly surprising her boyfriend while he was at work. Uh, it looks like he works in a Target with a wedding dress on, has gone viral. According to the footage, the bride-to-be simply showed up while her maybe fiancé was in the middle of his shift. Uh, based on the reaction, he seemed to have absolutely no idea, and this video is out there on social media. Uh, according to the post, the footage was filmed in Vegas. Uh, in the second video, since there are two out there, the bride-to-be seemingly found her boyfriend in the Halloween aisle uh, as onlookers gathered. You know what's funny about that, too, being in the Halloween aisle? If you did see the girlfriend and she walked into the store and maybe she's having somebody video record it and she's wearing a wedding dress, but you're in the Halloween aisle, 
I definitely think you don't process that as a marriage situation. You think of it more as, all right, uh, she's doing a costume thing. She's trying to be silly uh, somehow on the internet. But no, I, she had the demand. She essentially was proposing, I guess. And I wonder, 829-2345, if we think that that's a better way to do that, if that's a more effective way, especially for a lady, if they're going to propose to a guy, to just go ahead and throw on the old wedding dress. Because that that's the unique move in all of this, in my opinion. Everything else about it uh, is kind of stuff you've seen before. But the fact that she's, she's wearing a dress and she's trying to force him to make a commitment uh, is very interesting. It is unclear from any of the footage what she decided to do and whether or not it was a stunt. We don't actually even know if it was a legitimate attempt or if it was just a silly, silly stunt. Maybe they found the wedding dress in the aisle. Maybe she was already there and they just decided that this would be a great viral video for them. But I think it's interesting. So I ask, if you are to propose, should you wear the, the attire, the appropriate attire for the proposal, and then, uh, I guess, film everything. And that's what's weird, too, actually. In all honesty, for a second, uh, just to, like, kind of um, really hone in on a part of this story, everything's on video now. Like, if this is legitimate, if this was sincere, she puts on a wedding dress and has a friend filming it for uh, social media, that's a very strange way to be proposed to compared to any other more normal way. It's not like you're capturing video for you guys to remember forever. You're putting it up on the Internet because that's the life we all live right now. It's, it's very odd, right? Like, it, it impacts uh, the story in a lot of ways, I think, to me. It makes it a lot more than just uh, whether or not it's, a, it's an earnest proposal, but, but just all the different elements of what it is to live in today's society uh, well beyond what it is to live in this current year. Uh, and yet it's a viral video. It's, it's funny. I find it funny. I don't know if you find it funny. I'll put it up on my social media page, too, so you can find it. But uh, a, a woman put on a wedding dress, showed up at a Target, and essentially proposed to her boyfriend with a it's happening or it's over proposal. And uh, no word yet on how that, that, that ended. I don't know if it ended well or poorly from the video. It seems like it ended well. Uh, but we, we still don't know a lot of things. Bad reporting as far as knowing what else is going on. All right. I'm going to take another quick break, and then I will I get to serious topics on today. I don't, I don't want to. There's something about Monday today. Like, this Monday feels like a day that I just want to stay as silly as I can for as long as I can. Uh, but there are serious things. Okay, quick break, a lot more AM 1230. Go on AM 1230 WJBC. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about Amy Coney Barrett. Let's talk about her, um, her hearing, her uh, opinions, her thoughts as far as uh, attempting to become a Supreme Court justice. Let's talk about the idea that if she is actually elected to the Supreme Court, that it's almost a guaranteed move that Democrats, if they gain power, uh, if, they're, if uh, Joe Biden wins or whatever else happens, will try to do, quote, pack the Supreme Court by adding additional judges to it. A lot of that strategy makes no sense. We've seen strategies backfire in the discussion about the Supreme Court against Republicans. The things they said in 2016 feel untrue uh, or feel political more so than earnest uh, in the wake of what's going on right now. Uh, there are some differences, some key differences as to maybe why. Cory Booker, a guy that I don't often agree with at all, and certainly I don't agree with in the way in which he's saying it here, uh, but makes exactly that point earlier today that there's nothing normal about this version of, which is not true, by the way. It is normal. It isn't rushed. It is all the things that it can be or should be. Uh, the, the truth is, more so than anything else, that Democrats don't want Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, and Republicans do, because her views are um, leaning in a certain direction. Um, and by the way, I actually watched a stand-up special from Colin Quinn, I think it was uh, yesterday, and uh, he hit on some things, this is about a year ago, uh, about how separated we all are, politically, Democrats and Republicans, that I think was really good. I don't know if it was really a comedy special as much as just a talking uh, special, a speaking engagement, 
Uh, but it was interesting. But here, let's go to the to the audio. Let's hear from Cory Booker uh, about why Amy is should not be this should not be happening. This is a charade when they say this is a normal judiciary committee hearing for a Supreme Court nomination. There's nothing about this that's normal. It's not normal that Senate Republicans are rushing through a confirmation hearing, violating their own words, their own statements, betraying the trust of the American people and their colleagues. Look, see, this is where he starts to get like crazy, betraying the trust of the American people and their colleagues. My, my trust does not feel betrayed. And yet I do agree with that first point. And some of the audio, and I can play Lindsey Graham's, I don't want to, I could, uh, from 2016, where he, he actually says verbatim, I use these words against me if we wind up in a similar situation in four years and if Trump wins, because at that point he had not won. Uh, if this all happens again, I will feel, you know, the same as I felt before. And uh, a lot of Republicans do not feel this way, but Corey, go ahead. And failing to take in this hearing even the most basic safety protections to protect people around them, all to ensure that tens of million people, tens of millions of people will lose their health care when we're seven months into one of the worst public health crises in the history of our country. It's not normal. This is not normal. Uh -huh. It's not normal. Nothing about this is normal. Amy Coney Barrett sitting there in a mask, uh, waiting to, to respond to any kind of question, if there is one, uh, coming at all from Cory Booker. Uh, but the, look, I'll say this. Um, Amy Coney Barrett, is she a human being that believes in some things that might impact uh, some of the laws that exist, like Roe v. Wade? Yeah, she, she is. However, um, if we're just being the letter of the law people, I, I guess, you know, what's funny about this, the contrast, the, the contradiction of wanting someone to be nominated um, back then um, or not be nominated back then and Republicans flip-flopping is just as true for Democrats. Democrats uh, got up in arms in 2016 being so upset that Republicans wouldn't help in, in letting this process move forward. And I guess maybe you can't just go out there and be like, they did it to us in 16, we're doing it to them in 20. Doesn't matter if it's legal or not. We're doing what they did. Got you back, nana, nana, nana. I don't know if that's how you can do it. I guess not, because uh, that would be the more honest way uh, to do it all. Donald Trump, the president of the United States, still uh, uh, tweeted about this. The Republicans are giving the Democrats a great deal of time, which is not mandated to make their self-serving statements relevant uh, relative to the great new future Supreme Court justice. Personally, I would pull back, approve, and go for stimulus for the people. Um, that is an interesting take, that the amount of time, the amount of of not necessarily talking on topic like uh, like Corey was about to do about health care. I don't know. It's a very strange world. But get back for just a second to the Colin Quinn thing. And it's like a year old now. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's from 2019. I think it's called uh, Blue State, Red State. And Colin Quinn. And in the first few minutes, all he's talking about is how separated as a society we are. How, how I guess, Republicans are akin to fans in a high school uh, football games uh, stadium. They're the, the fans of the home team in a high school level football game. This is definitely uh, people that are fans of the country. And then Democrats are people that think everything's uh, screwed up, that everything's uh, failing and we're, we're having just a, 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 a ridiculous amount of problems all the time. And those are the back and forth. And the only way to fix those problems, according to Colin, is of course the government. The government is the, the people that will fix our problems. And so that's the difference between Democrats and Republicans. I don't know that that's, obviously it's a little bit um, simplistic in its, in its uh, uh, summary of everything. I don't know that it's completely wrong. I honestly, I don't know that that, and you can call in 829-2345 and tell me if that's the difference. If the core difference is just the fact that that Republicans are are super fans of the, the country that is the United States and don't see a lot of problems with the, the things that exist within it, and, uh, and um, Democrats are not. And obviously, Colin did this all before 
um, everything that's happened this year as far as race relations go. So I think that he would probably even change that. You know what, actually, all right, you know what, I, I just thought of this. I didn't know if I was going to talk about this today, but I, I do want to. Uh, Bill Burr was on Saturday Night Live la uh, on Saturday night. He was the host uh, on Saturday Night Live on Saturday, right, Duck Greg? Uh, but he was, and his, his opening set, his, his opening monologue, or I guess he does a little comedy set, uh, was, was interesting, to say the very least. And then the reactions to it, even more so interesting. What I thought, I was most surprised in Bill Burr being uh, the host this past weekend, because he just had Chris Rock a week before, and both guys are comedians who will say some things that, that some people will think uh, they shouldn't have said. This is, I mean, honestly, almost all comedians today uh, seem to be people that, that can get in trouble, and I use air quotes when I say that, with the social media world or with anybody uh, for the things they say. And comedy is supposed to be, according to everything, according to Chappelle, uh, Dave Chappelle, like the sacred ground. You can say anything you want within the context of a, of a comedy set, and people don't have to assume that you're being entirely serious, entirely honest, that you truly believe, as simplistically as you just stated, whatever it was, uh, but Bill Burr went after a couple a couple groups. He went after uh, the the different movements that existed, the different um, empowerment kind of uh, movements that have existed, and he called out uh, specifically uh, white women, uh, not not white men who are honestly are called out all the time by all kinds of things. Uh, but he called out white women, and that was something that Twitter was very upset with, um, and certainly uh, a lot of people who I guess fall into the category uh, would have been very upset with that. He then made another joke. About, about Gay Pride Month and compared it to uh, Black History Month and how the, the days are not uh, the same. There's only 28 in February, 29 sometimes, and there's more days in June, and also June's a much nicer month. So he made some jokes about, um, I don't know, what I guess to, to a lot of people, and maybe to you too, 829-2345 if you want to weigh in it, is, is things you can't make jokes about anymore. I, did, I tried to break them down, the jokes themselves and how they're stated, and also I know Bill Burr, the comedian, not... Friendly. I'm familiar with his work. So if, if you're not, if you turned on Saturday Night Live last night and Bill Burr strolled out and said the things he said and you then waited for like the regular sketch show that you're a fan of and this comedian you've never heard of before, yeah, that's going to be a heck of an, in, uh, an evening for you because that is who he is. That's his, that's his stick, uh, his shtick, whatever you want to call it. He, he is controversial in a lot of the things he says all the time. Some comedians praise him for being fearless, for being you know, one of the best in the industry, and others obviously do not like the things that he said. Um, and I think that there actually was a problem with some of the things that Chris Rock might have said, according to some people, um, uh, last week, too. So uh, are we just going to have this every week? And uh, granted, everybody's not going to be Bill Burr. Everyone's not going to say the things that, that he said. And I don't know that I'm backing them or not. I don't want to take that position here on the air, because it's not really about what I thought individually. Uh, and again, as I said, I knew what to expect. I saw that Bill Burr was the host, and I knew how that was going to sound and the jokes that were going to be. I didn't know what group he was going to go after, but I knew he was going to say some things uh, that maybe people wouldn't like. Honestly, the, the most, the, the silliest joke he made, uh, silly might not be the right word, but the one that he also got a lot of backlash for that I think you've heard like a hundred times, he made a joke about his grandparents and how generations think differently. And one generation might say some things that the younger generations would be uncomfortable with. He, he made a joke about that. And I think he said something like, uh, never mind, Grandma, on that, that topic we're talking about. Can you please just go back to making cookies? And people got upset with that. And even in the moment on TV, if you were watching Saturday Night Live, Bill Burr reacted like, all right, I guess my grandparents are older than everybody else's in the audience, so, so never mind that joke. Let's move on. But generations do think differently on some things. Uh, and obviously, I don't know. Uh, if, if, but that, to me, was one that also got backlash that just didn't seem to be in the same ballpark as the ones about uh, whether or not, you know, 
the groups that he was going after were were appropriate in the way he was joking. And I don't think he said anything was was bad uh, about gay pride specifically, by the way. Uh, and I don't know if anyone even heard this. So if this is coming out of left field, then then we'll move on after this. Uh, all he, I think, was trying to do, and a lot of his jokes uh, were specifically kind of targeting ways in which um, the black community is still not treated fairly compared to other communities, according to Bill Burr. That's, that's really the context of his jokes. And yet those jokes made a lot of people very, very mad. So I don't know. Maybe you can't, maybe no one should do any jokes about anybody. <laughs> right, maybe just yourself. Maybe the only person you can make fun of, not even the groups that you wind up being in. If you're a white guy, you still maybe shouldn't make fun of white people or white guys. Maybe you just make fun of yourself individually. And that's how we move forward in comedy. Uh, but I would love to hear from you, 829-2345, if you liked, disliked, were offended by, or even saw the Saturday Night Live episode from this past weekend and that opening monologue from, from comedian Bill Burr. Uh, because I don't really know. I don't want to process it on my own. I want to do this with you guys, 829-2345, or reach me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Greg Collins Show. Because I, I can find it. Like, you know, it's not that challenging uh, to watch a comedian say something and then realize that people could be offended by what they just said. Uh, however, I also know, and I, I've been friends with a lot of comics, that they feel like they're allowed to say whatever on that platform, more so than anywhere else, even though the First Amendment gives us a lot of rights to say whatever we want or a lot of things we want, a lot of places. But specifically there, on a comedy stage, you're supposed to be controversial for the sake of humor. Is it funny is a very different question. If you found it funny or not is is absolutely based on opinion. But did he offend? Did he, do, did he go too far? It, does he deserve to be canceled? Were the other questions that I thought were way more interesting... My mom texts in, people get offended and mad way too easily in today's society. Thank you, Mom. I think that Bill Burr would very much agree with you right now. Quick break, a lot more, AM 1230. ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. For the rest of today, a few lingering clouds will be cool. Then tonight, clear skies, a low of 43. Tomorrow will be sunny, warmer, breezy at times, a high of 73. Then Wednesday, again sunny and warm, a high of 77. But then Thursday, temperatures will start to cool off from Thursday throughout the rest of the week. Right now, 62 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC. I will eventually get an intro for this, Neil Doyle, but I like doing Neil takes, Doyle takes uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, right at 3 o'clock if I don't have a guest, and I almost never do, uh, where we talk about sports. What's going on, Craig? Uh, not, not much. Uh, how did you feel? Uh, let's go with the biggest story. To, well, there's two fairly big ones, but the biggest one is the championship for the Lakers. How did you feel about the legacy of LeBron James after last night? I mean, I definitely think it helps him, and I would, I would agree. I mean, I'm I don't know if it's my bias of of being a Chicago Bulls fan, but yeah, I mean, I LeBron in his championships, he's won none of them except the one that you mentioned earlier, where you know he came back and beat Golden State. I mean, again, the Heat, not a bad team, but it's not like other than Jimmy Butler, you weren't really scared of anybody on that Miami team, especially and, after the injuries, right? And okay. and uh, you know, LeBron's got Anthony Davis, who's going to be you know, depending on the, how the rest of his career goes, you know, one of the better players from this decade. And sure. so, I mean, he's definitely got some pieces around him, but it, it, I think it helps him to go down as he's you know one of the better players to play the game. But yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it gets him over being a better player than MJ. 
Thank you. The undefeated article I thought was terrible. Um, but more importantly, no one's saying LeBron's not one of the best players to ever play basketball. That is a, a bucket of individuals that, that will contain a lot of players from a lot of different generations that are somewhat hard to compare. Uh, but I guess it's just human nature to, to decide that one guy, one athlete is better than all the other ones that have ever played the sport. And it's still hands down, in my opinion, Michael Jordan. It's not even close as far as I, I'm concerned. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I think the clutch, if you... If the world were to be destroyed, if aliens or whatever it is came to Neil Doyle and they said, you're the guy, you get to pick or shoot for yourself, it's one shot and uh, guarded to, to save Earth or have it be destroyed, who do you pick? No, I mean, I'm going to take MJ right. probably 99.9% .9 of the right. time. Yeah, exactly. Even even if it's, you know, a, a better um, percentage shooter like a Steph Curry available standing right there waving at you, I don't care. MJ is going to handle the pressure of the Earth is going to be obliterated better than everybody else and that's part of the reason that i think he's the greatest of all time let's talk about the dak prescott injury uh too though shifting gears to football i've been saying a lot this year that maybe the the lack of a spring training the lack of a lot of things have created a, a lot of challenges in the world of the nfl however last night's injury or yesterday's injury with dak uh, just seemed like utterly bad luck in the way that uh he went down and the way that the ankle uh it's twisted from what i hear it's going to be a very very long uh, recovery process so I don't know man I do you think at all that this is tied to the challenge that is 2020 or is that uh, probably an injury we would have saw seen any any year no I think you hit it on the head just kind of an unlucky break I don't think that has to do with anything of you know not having a much of an off season or, or training camp yeah I mean it just the defender landed on him in a very very awkward way and it just yeah. and I was actually watching it live yeah it was not good and Everybody was giving Tony Romo a lot of grief because initially on the call, he goes, ah, you hope it's a cramp, but you could visually see right on right. the screen, like, yeah, that's pointed the opposite direction. Yeah. That doesn't that's look that's very Tony's good. first real miss in yeah. the broadcast booth. Um, very sad. Uh, however, I still, I still am shocked by the amount of significant injuries we've seen this year compared to any other year. I mean, what's even more unfortunate, and this is a silly thing, I guess, in a way, because Dak is still a, a very wealthy human, but he has no contract after this year. He rejected one, so there's not going to be one. So the injury is substantial to his potential uh, professional career with Dallas or like or otherwise because you know it's a tough thing to recover from yeah and I saw today and you know this could just kind of be initially day after the injury and and I mean he, Dak's been having a great year I mean now they yes. haven't been winning but he's been throwing for a gazillion yards and touchdowns I, I think Jerry Jones's son I think his name's Steve I think is their vice president said you know Dak has a future here with the Cowboys. I think, you know, alluding to that they'll get some type of a contract done in the offseason. But again, you right. I mean, you don't know what this is going to mean for Dak Prescott with no contract. You know, he's a talented player. For whatever reason, if the Cowboys yeah. can't come to a deal and, and get him back, which I think they'd be crazy to not try to work something out, yes. uh, he will easily. Now, again, you don't, I mean, you hope that he's able to recover from this, but I would think he's pretty easily going to be able to find a job anywhere else even with this injury now unless we hear in the rehab process that it's he looks different or you know yeah. can't perform but yeah you know, no I, I imagine he'll be playing NFL football a year from now somewhere I don't know to what uh, ability or or as you said uh, we got a caller real quick during Doyle takes caller what's your name uh Steve hey uh, he'll be playing again it's, it's, it'll just take him a while uh look at Alex Smith he came back yeah, that's true. He did. I mean, there are players who haven't uh, come back from, from significant injuries uh, before, but I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I heard that it's a long, grueling process to come back from this ankle injury the way it was, and the fact that surgery was almost immediate 
uh, might compound how, how serious it was. But no, he'll probably be playing again. I just, I imagine it's going to be a rough year for him uh, with that in the back of his mind, the uncertainty of not knowing since he does not have a current contract. Well, it, uh, he'll, he'll come back. The reason it took Alex Smith so long, he got a real bad uh, infection in his leg. Yeah, well, th those are the risks of Dak Prescott. We're not out of the woods for any of that stuff yet, but uh, thank yeah. you for the call, Steve. Yeah, okay. Sure, no problem. Bye. Um, yeah, I don't know. It will, we hope for the best for Dak Prescott, of course, but I, it's just it's been such a weird year uh, for football and the amount of injuries that it's, it's hard to wonder, um, or I guess it's easy to wonder that maybe there's something that would have happened differently. Maybe the tackle is, is made better. Uh, if everybody has more training, maybe there's a desperation in yanking them down the way you do. I don't know. Uh, but I'm kind of grasping at straws to think about it that way. As far as other things in the world of sports, how did you feel about week five? Uh, I mean, overall, kind of where I think things would have fallen. I mean, the Falcons, mm -hmm. if they get a win, Dan Quinn probably keeps his job. But, yeah, I mean, he you know he gets fired because they start 0-5. Uh, you know, the Cowboys able to hold on in that game. That was, you know, big for them. And it's just kind of all over. I mean, uh, the AFC South, interesting to see the Colts who started all kind of hot and then laid an egg a little bit against mm -hmm. a Cleveland team that, you know, everybody thought last year they've got all this talent, underperformed, and now I think this is their first four and one start and I don't even know how long. So yeah, I mean, yeah. some good games yesterday to say the least. Yeah. I thought Steve kind of hit it on the head. I mean, we've seen all these injuries this year. And of course in the year 2020, a guy like Alex Smith who had probably an even more gruesome injury than yeah. Prescott two years ago had like, I think multiple bones, bones broken in one leg, like you said, the infection. And then he comes back yesterday because the guy that they started, I forget Kyle Allen, he gets hurt. Alex Smith comes in the game now, didn't help Washington win the game or anything. But, yeah, mm -hmm. just crazy to see him come back on top of when we've seen already through five weeks all of these, you know, injuries yeah. and big-name players going down. So No, I mean, Alex Smith reminded me of uh, uh, Joe Theismann. Like, that, that's the level injury. We didn't see that from Dak. It's an ankle. It's not – it didn't seem like his whole leg was destroyed. Uh, but Alex Smith definitely more seriously injured. And you're right, he did play. So I, I hope for the best for Dak Prescott. Let me ask you this. Um, I teased it. A little bit earlier and then i got to take a break i'm in a fantasy football league that just drafted this week we're in game one my nephew who's uh, 11 years old i believe uh started the league and he's only got like a few friends a couple dads his dad my brother and uh, another kid's dad how serious do i take this league i mean it, it just depends <laughs> on it depends on how competitive you want to get i mean okay. I, i've okay. i've been a big fantasy football person for a few mm -hmm. years now so yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's weird because when you do play, I've, you know, in the last couple of years played in multiple fantasy football leagues every year. Right. So each league is different. I mean, you kind of right. have, there's a different maybe competitive level in each one and it depends on who you're playing with. But Correct. no, I mean, I would say first one, I think if you make it kind of, you know, I don't know if you make it kind of fun or make, you know, I don't know, you put 20 bucks on or winner gets 20 bucks. I mean, it keeps people kind of engaged like some of yeah. my other ones. We yeah. do a punishment for whoever comes in last <laughs> because sometimes if it's an embarrassment bet is what you're saying. Right. And because okay. if your team gets so bad, it's like, oh, why do I want to check this every week? Who yes. cares? But it right. keeps everybody if there's some type of incentive or right, you don't want to come in last place. It kind of keeps everybody engaged. So it just depends. But yeah, no, I mean, I think the so more, more people I'm, playing fantasy football, the better, the better. I've been playing fantasy football for a while. I'm in another league with a bunch of radio professionals. So it's the first fantasy experience for all of them, for my my nephew, my brother, for everybody. I'm the only person who's played this before. Uh, and there's like six or seven teams, so it's not a huge amount of teams. I'm going to lose uh, game one. I thought I was going to win, uh, but I'm going to lose to my nephew, to Landon, uh, and his beast mode team. 
uh, because they've got they've got three players to play tonight, including his kicker, and they're only down by two points, and I have one player left to go tonight. So I, I am going to lose uh, game one, Neil. And I just, I don't, uh, I, I'm so tempted to, like, kind of help everybody. My brother, we did the draft last week. He called me on the phone during it and was asking for my advice while we're drafting. I'm not giving it to my brother. I'm not giving it to the adult. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, you should draft seven quarterbacks. That is a good strategy. A lot of people do it. You just got to pick each week a new quarterback, go that road, forget about the other positions. Uh, but for the, the children that are in this and their first experience with it, I, I'm going to lose, and I tried to win, so I guess I'm doing a, a good job already. But I was thinking about somebody asked for a trade, uh, which, by the way, I wish I had done. They were trying to trade me a defense for Dak Prescott before he got hurt, and I, I wish I had pulled the trigger on that now because uh, Dak is on my team. Um, but I think that some of the trades are probably not going to be well thought out, and I was thinking how, how many of them I accept anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe you're kind okay. of the you're the you're the teacher for this league, and maybe you right. kind of get them get them involved and and get them learning how the uh, right way to play fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, okay. it, it, I've been in a league like that before. It can kind of right. be interesting, but I still think you try to be as competitive. Try to win a little. Yeah, be as competitive okay. as you can. So then I should not have taken the the deal. Although obviously now I should because Dak got hurt. But it was yeah. the Chicago Bears defense for Dak Prescott when he was still healthy. That is an unfair trade. Uh, yeah, I would have never, I would have never <laughs> taken that. Yeah, me neither. In an actual league, considered it in the league I'm in now, <laughs> you know, because obviously someone's like, well, I got three defenses and he's got a backup quarterback that's pretty good. Because actually, I have Kyler Murray too. Mm -hmm. I, I have decent quarterback position. All right, I got to take a break. I'm not going to talk too much about fantasy football, though. You might hear more updates about my uh, my nephew's league as we go here. And I am definitely losing tonight. I I do not feel good uh, about any part of this. And the off chance that I win somehow, though. I will make sure not to rub it in. All right, quick break. A lot more AM 1230. BC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. will be cloudy for the rest of the day today. Cool and breezy, but skies should begin to clear out as we head into tonight. Wake up temperatures tomorrow morning falling back into the mid-40s. Then mostly sunny skies continuing for your Tuesday. Expect high temperatures tomorrow in the low to mid-70s. A little bit breezy tonight, but wind gusts picking back up again tomorrow with wind gusts as high as 25 or 30 miles an hour. Then more sunshine and gusty conditions on the way for Wednesday. Wind gusts as high as 30 to 35 miles an hour with high temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. Cold front comes through on Thursday. We'll see a big drop in temperatures behind it as highs dip into the 50s Thursday afternoon. And we'll stay chilly for the rest of the week after that with highs in the 50s and overnight lows as low as the 30s. From Hardyville, Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walter. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 62 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. Hey there, it's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC, 829-2345 is the phone number. If you want to get in, you want to be a part of the show, feel free. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. A lot going on in the world, in the uh, world of news, in the world of so many different things. And yet I'm tempted to not really talk about a lot of those stories because I'm having a Monday. You know, haven't you always had one? Haven't you ever had one, I should say? Have you ever had one of those Mondays? I know Dak Prescott is probably having a Monday and a very different one than me. I don't even mean to compare those two because I, I, that guy got very hurt yesterday, and I feel uh, very, very bad for him. The Lakers are probably having a very different uh, Monday, talking about sports again for just a second because, you know, this happened just the other night, and I'm sure they were very happy about it. Final seconds. 
here in this NBA season. And that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. At least one sports writer saying the bubble is the reason why LeBron's now the best player ever, that that was harder to conquer than anything else, as is part of that take. Uh, other audio that I found interesting today, if I'm just shifting gears and, and still not doing as many serious things as, as you're uh, used to me doing here, a maskless woman, although I guess this is kind of serious, uh, called 911 on a store employee. This happened in Palm Springs. A guy who works at a pet store wouldn't let a woman in without her mask on because it was the, the policy of the pet store to wear a mask. And I might be talking about masks too much on this on this show. And maybe it's not as big of a challenge here in our community. I do see a, a vast majority of people uh, just wearing them. I do see some people not. I, I don't think we've had many fights. Have we had any uh, news-worthy uh, fights uh, for people with uh, disagreements about masks in the community? Not that we're aware of, no. That is knock on wood. Let's hope for none of those. Uh, but this lady, she's standing outside the pet store. She can't get in. She's upset about it. Here is some audio of her calling 911 to report. I I don't know what she's reporting. You'll hear what she thinks she's reporting. I mean, I'm if that's how you want to. No, I'm just saying. I'm I can not, provide I you reasonable accommodation. I won't wear a mask because I can't. I'm actually the one with the rights. Even though it's mandated, it's not actually a law. It's based off of an emergency, state of emergency that we are no longer in. So, um I mean, it was definitely really like anxiety-inducing. It worked out in the sense that I was able to keep myself safe, you know, like whatever customers were going to come in safe. So that's the news coverage of it. That's part of the actual sound uh, from the interaction. And then, of course, the employee uh, responding to it after the fact. Um, businesses can do whatever they want. I, I want to make sure that we all comprehend that. And I I'm saying that because I think it's important uh, to this whole conversation. Businesses could require you to wear a mask a year from now, two years, six years, they could do whatever they want. It's, it's up to them. Uh, if they're choosing to follow mandates from politicians because they don't want to uh, wind up in fights with their, their local governments, that's fine too. But they, they can always choose. She doesn't have the right to call 911 and to tell 911 that her rights are being violated by someone telling her to put on a mask to go into a store. The, the business can do it when, however they want, whenever they want. Uh, and obviously this conflict uh, definitely didn't escalate in any kind of physical way, which is good because we've seen several others uh, do that, but I don't know. I mean, I actually had a very long conversation with a friend of mine uh, over the weekend uh, about this exact kind of thing, this this whole the slippery slope part of the conversation. And, and we both tried really hard to understand each other in like every way that we could, which I thought was very valuable, uh, by the way, to having a conversation. And the, the end result of that whole conversation without getting the friend to call in uh, is is essentially that my opinion is that every single thing we are asked to do, whether it's by, you know, our, our government, uh, by, uh, I guess, businesses, by whoever, we can judge those individually. We don't have to judge that in the totality of the, the, the motion that we could be in a different place moving forward. If I put on a mask today, it doesn't mean I'm going to accept to be to be forcefully quarantined tomorrow if I, if I have a problem with that. We can, we can judge each one of these individually. You don't need to have a, a political stance uh, impact your decision-making uh, with something that is not necessarily, if you do have a health-related reason to not wear a mask, you shouldn't wear one. Uh, and there's very, very few people that actually uh, fall into that category. And the, the vast majority of us can tolerate a mask. And so then it's just up to you individually. If you want to wear one, all right. If you don't want to wear one, all right. But if you can't go to any stores or, or go in any businesses because you're not wearing one, that that is the call you made. And that's 
this is, does not mean that we're getting one step closer uh, to being completely governed in a way that the American people are not used to being governed. And that's just my take on it. It's just my feeling. I can understand, as I said, the long conversation I had and the opinions expressed by others who feel differently. Uh, but I will judge these on an individual basis. When I'm asked to do something and why I'm being asked to do it uh, will matter uh, before I decide if I'm going to follow or not follow any sort of mandate given to me. And I, I will not be calling 911 or fighting with anybody in a business. Uh, but that's just, that's my opinion. And that's, that's out there in the world today. 911 phone call about a mask 2020 is a very weird year. Uh, more so because of this too, this story. Uh, a woman and a, and a guy, I think that she was dating, but they definitely are not dating anymore are in a relationship going back and forth about some things, and uh, something happened, although I'm getting a call. Let me take the call first. Caller, what's your name? Yeah, this is John. Um, I just have, I agree with you completely. I have a problem that I've been thinking about for some time. All right. When people call, when people call in 911 and they totally misrepresent what's going on, for example, they say, this black person is intimidating me. Correct. When that's not the case at all. Why aren't these people penalized? Why? Why aren't? If you um, call, if, yeah. if, if if you call the police and file a, a a wrong police report, you have to pay for that. Well, so and these people are called the first thing call is call nine one one and yeah, I, misrepresent. You said your name was John. Uh -huh. yeah. John, I totally appreciate your point. Uh, the first thing, a 911 phone call that is false and can be proven as false is a felony misdemeanor. That, that is an actual crime. Right. So, they, so they could be right. charged with a crime, depending on where you live, I guess. I'm not sure uh, specific to each state what the, what the laws imply. But, but lying, making a false 911 call or a false report uh, is a misdemeanor in and of itself. Um, I, it is a good question, though, because these do go viral uh, when people are captured in, in video. Although I will, I will caution and not to defend any of the things we've seen in the past, but I don't love the fact that people in a conflict post video of their conflict at different moments in it, because sometimes it's hard to understand who's telling the truth sure. and who isn't. So I'd love it if we can find a better way to, to I guess, publicly decide who's right and who's wrong in any conflict that we weren't around uh, than the video that exists from the people involved, because they may or may not be you know, valuable versions. And this is not, again, to take away from things like the George Floyd video, which is obviously very, yep. uh, very easy to comprehend. There's not a lot of uh, ability for that to be different than what we've seen. Um, so, so there's always going to be exceptions to what I said. Um, but you're absolutely right. I don't know why more punishment doesn't come to people, um, you know, that, that do these kind of things, because they, they inevitably go viral. And this is sort of where the name yep. Karen comes from, the derogatory name that's, that's, uh, you know, uh, used against right, people in right. these videos. So I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to talk about it. Yep. Fair enough. Well, thank, thank you, you for the call, John. And keep up the good work. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we got to take a break in a minute. Uh, AM 1230 WJBC. This is the Greg Collins Show. I, I do 829-2345. I want to talk to people that don't always agree with me. You know, it's fine. I, I, I'm not going to try to be rude and a jerk about it. I might interrupt a bit. Uh, I do do that. And I actually was talking to Betty about that. Betty, you want to jump on for a quick second? Uh, we were having a conversation about why I interrupt uh, during, like, talks. I, was, I said I was talking to a friend of mine, a uh, very long talk, and I, I'm an interrupting kind of guy at times. Yeah. I think it's because at the moment that a point is made, that I, I think we need more information on it that I think can be talked about differently, I want to go ahead and make my counterpoint to that point that's being made, and I don't want to wait for the rest of the sentence to finish. But it <laughs> makes me rude. It makes me almost presidentially rude. I guess. Uh, but that's why I do it. 
Yeah? That's a good uh, excuse. You, you support me? Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm just bringing you on for that because we got another caller now all of a sudden. Caller, what's your name? Norma. Norma, go ahead. Uh, this does not have anything to do with what you're talking about, but I wanted to give you a little traffic update. I okay. just came down Euclid Avenue in West Bloomington, and you might want to stay away from there. I don't know what's going on, but it's got police officers everywhere, uh, fire trucks. I don't know what's going on, but... One, thank you for the call. No, one, thank you for the call. Two, mm -hmm. we got to start giving away like uh, an unofficial reporter award of the day because you get it today for your traffic update. <laughs> and we'll make Neil double check to see what information we have in the newsroom. But thank you. Yeah. Okay. All thanks. Right, talk to you later. Uh, Norma calling in unofficial news reporter of the day, AM 1230 WJBC. I don't know if I can give prizes away for that. I don't know how that happens. Uh, a lot of radio stations don't take those calls on the air because they have things called producers. We don't. I'm my producer and, and host and everything. Neil's the news guy. And then I have Dan Lloyd, a friend of the show, unofficial producer. Uh, but these, these calls happen on the air. I think we need some kind of maybe a trophy that when everything gets back to normal, we can pass around. Uh, one listener gets it for a day, and then you got to give it to another listener. But we can't do that now. That would not be coronavirus friendly. But in the future, maybe we figure that out. All right, got to take a break. Uh, AM 1230 WJBC. Thanks to Norma for the traffic update. Thanks to John for calling in and talking about uh, the mask conversation we were having. And anybody that wants to give me a tip on how to, how to have a conversation without interrupting, but still not forgetting a point, uh, that'd be very helpful. Quick break, a lot more AM 1230. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Thrilled to be with you here. 829-2345 is the phone number, 829-2345. Uh, if you want to call and be a part of the show or the Craig Collins Show on Facebook.com, if you want to jump in and be a part of the show that way. I saw this story in the news and thought it was rather interesting. And I, I can let the uh, person who did this, who made the decision that she did, uh, go ahead and set the story up for you first. Uh, it is a jeweler. Uh, that is giving a little speech into a camera, I guess, on social media about a customer that she had. And I think you'll be able to pick up on on what was done and why uh, without seeing her also smiling the way she's smiling as she delivers this information uh, because uh, she references a mistake. And then uh, you become very aware I, the whole time, if you can see it, that it's not a big it's not a mistake, at least on her part. Today, a man came in looking for a gift for his wife for their 10th year anniversary. And I said, anything else for you today? And he said, no, that's it for her. But I do want to make another purchase using a separate credit card. And could you possibly create a different account for me? And I said, sure. What are you looking for? And he said, do you have anything that says happy one year anniversary? And I said, yes. He had me mark a K for Kristen on the bottom of his wife's bag and an L for Laura on the bottom of his girlfriend's bag. And I just remembered that his wife's name is Laura and his girlfriend's name is Kristen. I must have mixed up the bags. Oops. Holy moly! Uh, as far as the reaction to that story goes, so a jeweler uh, on purpose switched up the bags and the gifts to both a 10-year a uh, wife and a one-year girlfriend. Um, on the off chance that they actually have an understanding that this is allowed within their relationship, and this person definitely overstepped in in making that call. This is a heck of a thing. It's gone viral. A lot of people celebrating the the move of it. Um, and I, I got to be honest. I mean, of course, uh, you don't want anybody to be in a situation uh, where they're being treated the the way that this person is being treated. I, cheating is bad. Uh, it's you know one of the commandments. I, I know all the commandments. That's one of them. And yet, still, like the the amount of praise for this audio, for this video, for this this decision making of a of what is essentially a stranger is a little odd, isn't it? Eight two nine two three four five. Just because uh, that individual decided to to get involved in a way that that maybe most strangers don't. But uh, you know, certainly something that I I hope uh, everyone involved winds up very grateful 
uh, for having happened and winds up uh, uh, very proud of the woman who decided to make the call she made. It's also pretty interesting to hear her recap the version of the, the purchase process and that this individual was so honest about what he was doing. Because uh, that in and of itself would be, if I was just in the store and heard a guy making orders that way, and like, oh, yeah, 10-year anniversary gift for the wife. Thank you so much for that. Can I get a second gift on a different credit card set up with a different account uh, for someone that says happy one-year anniversary? Everybody in the room would be like, what now? What's this guy doing over here? He's, he's very honest to everyone but the person he should probably be honest to, his wife of 10 years. Uh, but, man, is it surreal, uh, the audio of it, which broke a couple days ago and just... Uh, the, the almost universal praise for it on social media. And I'm not saying that it's, it's bad. I mean, obviously, if this, this uh, wife has been cheated on for a while, a year, doesn't know about it and will, you know, uh, be very happy to know and obviously fix the relationship or get out of the relationship, whatever happens, that's great. I just, I have way too much information now as far as all the things going on for what are complete strangers. And I now know that the reason that it's all going to come to uh, whatever kind of uh, climax it comes to, whatever kind of, uh, conflict happens. Uh, I know it's because this woman did something on purpose. Uh, would you have done that? 829-2345. Would you get involved in a situation like that, in a way like that maybe, which is fairly passive in nature? You can do something that could be excused as a mistake. I imagine the customer will be unhappy with the jewelry store uh, when all is said and done. Not that it'll matter much, uh, but I thought it was an interesting story, an interesting uh, reaction, and a lot of people very, very happy. I don't think I'd, I'd have the strength uh, or whatever you want to call it to do that. I think I would if it were me in the situation of this, this jewelry person, I uh, have evaluated it as something I didn't agree with, something that was bad, but then also, you know, a complete stranger to me. So, so maybe it's not my place to, to dive right in. And on the off chance that, like, it's all agreed upon beforehand, because, there, you know, there are relationships like that, I imagine that the wife might even go to the jewelry store very upset. Uh, but but I, I'm assuming that's not the case, as obviously this jewelry person did, too. But, man, is that audio something, at least in my opinion. All right, it's, it's a break time up here. You got Sanjay Gupta waiting in the wings. We got news in a few minutes. AM 1230 WJBC. I'm not saying it's bad in that it's wrong. I'm just saying it's, it's something that not all of us would do. So 829-2345 if you want to weigh in. You see Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder for the rest of your Monday. A few clouds will be cool and breezy. Then tonight, clear skies, a low of 43. Tomorrow will be sunny, warmer and breezy, a high of 73. Then Wednesday, the last warm day before a cooler stretch moves in Thursday. Wednesday will be sunny and a high of 77. Right now, 63 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. It's Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I have this in front of me. I've got to tell you about a brand new bet, uh, my favorite bet, actually, that I've been making all season for the uh, football season that's going on. It's the FanDuel Paradise Same Game Parlay. Uh, betting opportunities. This is only specific to FanDuel, uh, which is cool. You essentially, uh, like you're betting the ponies, you put three or four different predictions down, not just who's going to win the game uh, straight up, if it's going to be L.A. this evening or not, uh, but you also bet on some of the stats for some of the players, and if you get them all right, you turn a small bet into a big, big winning. It's pretty simple, uh, and I've definitely enjoyed doing it uh, quite a bit. And, of course, tonight, if you're looking at uh, both the teams playing, I would lean the way of the Chargers, but that's just me. I don't know if it's you. Uh, what's cool, too, is FanDuel will refund the first same-game parlay uh, you lose on any game each week up to $10. That means you can bet $10 entirely risk-free with a chance of making a lot of money on a Monday night. Uh, if you like my pick, if you like uh, leaning toward the, the players that are suiting up for L.A. this evening, 
uh, then go ahead and bet them or uh, bet whatever you want. Lay down that $10. Uh, there is one catch. It's only the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook that offers this kind of betting. Uh, you may have heard that in Illinois, you have to set up an account like this in person. For a limited time, that's completely waived. So act fast, get off the sidelines and into the game. Sign up for the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app right now before it's too late. Uh, if you use the promo code CRAIG, C-R-A-I-G, when you sign up, you'll get access to that promotion and many others. Uh, that's the promo code CRAIG, C-R-A-I-G, on the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook. you got to be 21 and present in Illinois or Indiana to play. A refund is issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund of 10 bucks. Terms to apply. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're in Indiana, you call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. It's Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Always happy to hang out with you on WJBC. I want to uh, keep not being serious because I, I just don't feel like being serious today. I don't know what it is, uh, but I don't feel like being serious. Although I do have a story about Microsoft and a potential hacking attempt for our uh, election that was uh, thwarted by Microsoft. So uh, giving praise to them uh, definitely seems to be deserved today, although they reported it. It is always a little bit weird when the company that did a good thing is like, hey, we did something good. Although I don't know that a lot of other people would be aware, would be privy to uh, what's going on there. But hey, uh, they, they did something good. They protected our, our society, our right to do things like vote, uh, apparently by thwarting a giant hacking attempt that might have had actual implications as to who would have won our presidential election. This is according again to Microsoft. Let's get to some audio. Uh, this audio is interesting to me, one, because it made my wife laugh. Uh, and two, because Betty and I have been very interested in pets recently. That's something that we've been very, very interested in for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, uh, but Betty, both of us would probably like to have a dog sometime in the near future, right? Yes, correct. Uh, what decisions, what what characteristics would go into the dog we pick? Like what, what kind of things are important to you when it comes to a dog? Well, I like uh, Labradors a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, you had a lab. Yeah, I used to have a black lab mm -hmm. and... They are so friendly, very smart dogs. Yep. Um, they are, no, I, I, they are just lovely. And he was pretty puffy. He was a puffy dog. <laughs> the only thing, like, uh, sometimes... Uh, Labs are big, though. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. If it's an actual lab, we had one grown up, too, a black lab, but it was a mix of things. It was more of like a mutt. And so it was a little one. It was a little black lab who thought she was a black lab, though, with how much she ate. So she was kind of a fat little mm -hmm. doggy, um, but it would only run very fast to, like, steal a hot dog out of your hand. But I also really liked her. Her name was Belle. So maybe we go that road. I don't know. Uh, would we ever decide what dog to get based on how it barks, how it howls? Do you think we'd ever care too much about the sounds the dog makes yeah. when deciding you would? I don't think I, I will get a chihuahua. They're no? pretty loud. Because they're little they're little. And they shrill. bark all the time. They're pretty nervous. It's a very high-pitched, like, kind of yes. shrill bark. What about a sound like this? This is a video that's gone viral on social media recently because this dog has a very peculiar howl, according to its owner. I think I didn't hit the right button for the start that of that. That sounds that's... like a husky. Here, let's let's play it again. This is from the beginning because it, it builds to that what you just heard. <laughs> He's barking at something, right? Yeah. Or she? They're definitely they're barking, but the way it's happening is so I don't know. 
also reminds me of Rocky. I don't know why the movie Rocky, like, Adrian, it feels like he's a Rocky dog. And I, I probably would want, it's funny, actually, in, in a different way. Um, when I was uh, growing up, my sister and I discovered a dog that had, like, a, a problem. Um, I forget exactly what it was. Oh, I think he, he had cerebral palsy. This is real. So his head would, would bop up and down, and they called him Bobble. I don't know that they were trying to make a joke at the, the veterinarian hospital. I think they were trying to be, you know, respectful but also cute about it. And something attracted me to that dog because I was like, well, I want to help a dog with a challenge. A bark isn't exactly a challenge, but I guess that would be a little tough to tolerate if every time you bark, you're essentially howling and screaming like that. But it's unique. It's original, right? So maybe for that reason, we would adopt a dog uh, like that or a dog that has some kind of, um, you know, challenge into or quirk, I guess. Those are the ones I'm more, I don't even care what the, what the um, breed is. I'm more interested in like if it has a, a special, unique, defining characteristic. Uh, whether it's uh, a dog like that or a dog. And I, my sister was the one who had to argue me away from Bobble because she said that probably we'd have to buy medicine and mom wouldn't be okay with all the all the costs of a dog like that. But I, I thought it was a cute dog, you know? And he, he had a unique feature that maybe would make it harder to adopt him. So I'm like, I want to adopt that one. And everybody outvoted me. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I love bulldogs too. Just the yes. character. Like they, they seem pretty relaxed dogs. And yes. Like uh, they are just like always laying down, mm -hmm. and like they they seem pretty friendly. Like and also, I don't know. They they are just like the physical dog, like chubby. And, yeah. Uh, you can like squish it, and I don't know. It's, you like that about them? Yeah. You like to envision a dog that could cuddle you, and it feels almost like a human. Yeah. Yeah. You and well, you know what? Actually, on target, Betty. We're doing now a segment. Animals in the news is apparently the segment. I have another trending health story. Uh, and some people that are talking about the effects of it, they're very happy about it. It is cow hugging. You, uh -huh. you said you'd like to hug, maybe, you know, uh, cuddle with a dog. Well, they're not always big enough for that. Cows are always big enough for it. And apparently people have been doing it. Really? Cows are very relaxed animals and they don't fight. They don't get in trouble. You go to the field and we have some special hugging cows and you can lay next to her or what you like. People think it's very relaxing. That is a story from the BBC that's from the UK and that is a woman who actually does sell the service of cow hugging and people love to do it. Apparently she's doing very, very well there. I think the, the story might have been a little dated now because... You know, of course, this is probably not the kind of thing they're promoting in as much, uh, um, but it's it's breaking and it's out there in the world of social media. <laughs> and I thought it was very interesting. Hug a cow for the mental health benefit of it, yeah. especially if, you know, at a time like now, we're not sure if it's safe to hug people. Friendly. Have you ever hugged a cow because yes. you grew up on a farm? Yeah. You would hug the cow? Yeah, and also goats. Goats are pretty friendly. Too. Really? They're more nervous. Uh, they, yeah, they, they, they seem like they yes. attack sometimes. But the cows, they are, they are, they are adorable. Yeah, they just stand there. Yes. They don't, nothing throws a cow off. It'll no. just wait. And they observe you the whole time. Really? Like everything that you do there. Okay, so out of all the animals you've hugged, and maybe even count your husband, what animal do you like hugging the most? Is it a cow? <laughs> Probably. Okay, yeah. that's interesting to know. Can we get a cow? Could we get a cow? Is a, how would our landlord react? We're not allowed to have dogs or cats. A cow in the backyard? Yeah. Yeah. We can just be like, it wasn't officially mentioned. Like, it wasn't actually in there. We didn't see cow as, as a no. We assumed, yeah. but we I, decided to adopt anyway. I remember uh, back in Chicago, one time we were walking in yep. the south side, and I hear a rooster. Oh, you got so and happy. I got so happy. Yes, I was like, did. what is happening? Yep. Yeah, the family have a rooster as a, as a pet. And I was Which like, why? might not be allowed. You told me so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they were allowed, but they had a rooster as a, as a pet. Right. 
Uh, so if we don't go cow, you want to go rooster and see how the landlord... Yes. Okay, if Jack's listening, we are sorry. This brainstorming <laughs> on the air. But it's not mentioned. It's not in our official uh, lease. It doesn't say no cow. So maybe we got to test that out first. Yeah. I don't know what it would be like to try to return a cow if we adopted one. I don't think that's even a thing. And then be like, the landlord said, no, we got we to gotta bring her back. No, I don't think that okay. you're a stock. You just, have to find another place. Just because I know that this is a strategy when you're thinking about getting a pet and then maybe uh, aware that you could get rejected, the, thing, the biggest thing to push everybody over the hurdle is to name it. If we were to adopt a cow, Betty, what would you name our cow? Um, I don't know. Think about it. I don't know. You've named uh, all the other pets we've ever had that we, you know, unfortunately for one reason or another didn't keep for very long, but you've named everything. Pancha. Pancha. Yeah. What does pancha mean? Uh, you can't tell me on the air? Like little belly. Little belly. Yeah. I can't wait to adopt little belly the cow for your home. <laughs> It'd be a she, right? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm very excited about this. This is never going to happen. Quick break. A lot more. AM 1230 WJBC. We at least need to find a cow to hug, and we'll call her pancha as we do it, and it'll totally make sense to you and I. And it's also the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm having a bit of a struggle, and I have another news break, so I, or another uh, commercial break and some news coming up, so I don't have to uh, get to the answer right away, but I will have to get to it soon. Kanye West has put out his official trailer to vote for him. And I made a promise early on in this process that I didn't want to necessarily make fun of Kanye if he's dealing with, uh, you know, mental issues. And yet, the Kanye West trailer for president, it's out there. Uh, I might play that later. Uh, do we have any breaking news, by the way? I think I hear Neil. I don't know if he's trying to, I know he's working on breaking news, but maybe that'll be coming up. Yeah, no, I can uh, jump in real quick. Yeah, Bloomington sure. Police, we had that caller just about an hour ago this afternoon who said she saw some heavy police pre presence over on Euclid Avenue, which is on the city's west side. Um, BPD just put out as well that they are currently on scene over there right in the 1600 block of Iowa Street. Uh, they're investigating a shooting that apparently happened this afternoon. Um, and we're also seeing from our news partner, Heart of Illinois ABC, supposedly two people actually shot during that shooting. So we're trying to gather information. We have a reporter headed to the scene, but they are asking people avoid the area of Euclid Avenue uh, over to Olive Street because there is a shooting investigation currently underway. For anyone, what, uh, what's a landmark in that area? Uh, I believe Sarah Raymond School is just a couple blocks okay. to the to the east. I believe the Boys and Girls Club also in that area over there. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's it's between, I want to say, Oakland. Um, and let me pull up. Oh, I had my map up. It was uh, It's between Oakland and Washington, so that's kind of the general neighborhood. But, again, gotcha. yeah, Euclid Avenue is all shut down, so they're asking people to avoid that area while they're conducting that investigation. Thank you for the update from our listener and from you, Neil. A quick break, a lot more at AM 1230. An error in the uh, old uh, uh, audio there, Neil. If you got the weather intro, just go ahead and fire that. And here we go. Your WJBC weather sponsored by Heller Motors in Pontiac. Looking for a newer used vehicle at a low price? Then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. Your forecast from Hardy, Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Will be cloudy for the rest of the day today, cool and breezy, but skies should begin to clear out as we head into tonight. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning falling back into the mid-40s. Then mostly sunny skies continuing for your Tuesday. Expect high temperatures tomorrow in the low to mid-70s. A little bit breezy tonight, but wind gusts picking back up again tomorrow with wind gusts as high as 25 or 30 miles an hour. 
Then more sunshine and gusty conditions on the way for Wednesday. Wind gusts as high as 30 to 35 miles an hour with high temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. Cold front comes through on Thursday. We'll see a big drop in temperatures behind it as highs dip into the 50s Thursday afternoon. And we'll stay chilly for the rest of the week after that with highs in the 50s and overnight lows as low as the 30s. From Hardville, Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walter, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 63 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. That's right. It's Craig Collins, Joe. AM 1230 WJBC, I cover all the Craig Collins style news, as I call it, and our newsroom covers all the real news. Uh, our newsroom is working on a story right now, so we'll have you updated on the latest as far as the shooting that took place uh, in our community today. Uh, that happened um, off of Euclid Avenue near uh, Oakland, I believe, in Washington, so uh, be aware in that area uh, some of the stuff is is closed down. Um, um, we will have more on that story as it breaks uh, here on AM 1230 WJBC. As far as the the news from the country, uh, news in the world of politics, I guess. Uh, Kanye West has dropped his official campaign ad, and uh, I have feelings, I have thoughts, I have concerns, as I always do. Uh, but more importantly, I guess the message of this this um, ad isn't really something a lot of people are going to have much of a problem with. It's just, it's odd that he's still in it. I got to be honest with you, part of me is kind of, the whole time, been worried about uh, a guy who is, has admitted that he has bipolar disorder, that he has what essentially are very manic highs, and very um, uh, depressing lows. Uh, within the manic highs, someone who suffers from things like uh, bipolar disorder can say and do a lot of stuff that you wouldn't normally do when not in that state of mind. And actually, there is medicine uh, that Kanye and I think others take to, to help treat some of that. It's not always uh, going to cure anybody of anything. Mental health is a very challenging uh, thing for any of us to face. This is a presidential election, though. And so Kanye, time and again, and for months now, has said that he's fine. He's This has nothing to do with his, his mental health or any of that. So... Uh, here we go. Here is a campaign ad for presidential candidate Kanye West, uh, who is still in this thing in a way that, like, not many people would stay in. I got to be honest. There's not a lot of human beings that would be like, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to keep waiting it out and seeing if I if my candidacy starts to pick up some ground. Because I would say right now he is a dark horse candidate best. He is not necessarily an odds-on favorite to do well in the election or probably not even doing well in the, in the amount of early voting that's taken place. But Kanye, take it away. America, what is America's destiny? What is best for our nation, our people? What is just, true justice? We have to think about all these things together as a people. To contemplate our future, to live up to our dream, we must have vision. We as a people will revive our nation's commitment to faith, to what our constitution calls the free exercise of religion including, of course, prayer. Through prayer, faith can be restored. We as a people are called to a greater purpose than ourselves. We are not... God, I, can't keep, I, I will keep playing it. I'm going to jump in here for a second. There's something very strange uh, that you can't see because this radio uh, going on. Kanye has a, a flag behind him that's waving, and he's not looking directly at the camera. He's looking off and to the right, up a little bit, as if he is giving this speech maybe to supporters, maybe to I don't know who, uh, but it's a, it's a pre-recorded bit. It's paid for by the Kanye campaign. It doesn't say it's paid for by anyone, any any kind of super PAC or anything supporting the campaign. It's just Kanye talking. 
and we got uh, a bunch of imagery. We got imagery of space. We got imagery of all kinds of things. Uh, and the Kanye for president message continues. Not only a beacon to the world, but we should be servants to each other, to encourage each other, to help each other, to lift up each other, our fellow Americans, that we may all prosper together. We have to act on faith with the sure knowledge that we are pursuing the right goals and doing the right things. We will build a stronger country by building stronger families. Families are the building blocks of society, of a nation. By turning to faith, we will be the kind of nation, the kind of people God intends us to be. I am Kanye West, and I approve this message. Uh, okay. I don't know if this makes you any less or more likely to vote Kanye West. I, I don't know. I, I imagine the people who are going to vote for him, um, and this is the weirdest sentence I've ever said, it's, it's just as true as any other candidate. They already decided a while ago that they're voting for Kanye. He's not a part of the debates, of course. He's not polling well. I don't think he's even on the ballot in a lot of places. He wasn't on our ballot. I didn't see him. We voted early. I did not notice a Kanye West um, there. Uh, so I don't think he's on the ballot in Illinois. Uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong. And he's still kind of running. I mean, is he even really trying to be the president? And I ask you that in all seriousness, 829-2345, because that message was fine. I have no problem with uh, um, a campaign that focuses on faith and a campaign that focuses on family. Uh, they're not exactly any positions that people would be asked about. Do you like family? <laughs> That's not necessarily the, the campaign question we'd ask. But Kanye West is still still trying. And I don't know if this will be the only run he makes at a presidential a nominee or a presidential, you know, election. I, I don't know if he'll do it again, but it's out there. It's it's in there. It's in the ether. It's in the world. It's on the internet. People will see it. People will probably chat about it. Kanye West for president. Uh, and there was an official ad. Um, you know, I thought for a while that some of the people running in the Democratic um, primary uh, probably shouldn't be doing it because they obviously weren't doing well. Um, and yet, and Bloomberg was one of the biggest ones that came to mind because the amount of money he spent. And yet, this campaign, this Kanye campaign, seems totally. Um, I, I don't even know. Like, you can't win. If you're not on the ballot in all the states, you literally can't win, I don't think. I don't think you can muster enough support. Is Kanye mathematically eliminated already from the campaign or, or from the presidential uh, election? Is there any math that helps him get elected? Um, I don't think there is. And so it's very odd. Uh, yeah, I just found an article from a few months ago. Campaign math dooms Kanye West presidential run, even if he wound up with huge support in the places that, that would list him, but there's an ad. There's an ad. It was published today. It's out there. It's in, the, it's in the world. And he said very nice things as far as, you know, it's odd to see Kanye West, a guy that I know as a, as a very famous rapper from Chicago, uh, standing and, you know, looking off to the side and, and sending a message about faith and, and unity and all the things that, let's be honest, early on in his career, he didn't rap about those things. He might have rapped about them late. Uh, his last album had a lot of faith uh, in it, a lot of references to uh, his, his faith uh, early on. Uh, some of the other ones, I don't, I don't think they were all touching them uh, that much on, on the values of, you know, faith compared to some other things. Now, but he's he's out there in the world. Eight two nine two three four five. If you actually would ever, ever be convinced, and maybe not even just Kanye, but to vote for any celebrity that's doing a, an election or doing a presidential campaign like this, because it's not, it's not necessarily entirely um, earnest. I got to be honest. I'm not saying that he's doing it because he's trying to steal votes or any of that crap that you hear as far as people who put on a a tinfoil hat and talk conspiracy theory. It, it just seems like it's kind of casual. It, it's like, you know, I want to be president. I'm going to try. 
uh, well, you're not on the ballot in all the states. That's ah, fine. Let's just keep going. Let's just, just there's there's a better way to do this, in my opinion. It takes you know maybe a little bit more run up to it. Maybe maybe you announce the campaign a tad earlier, so you make sure to do things like get on the ballot in every single state, and then after you do that part, you you figure out some other ideas, some other ways to help. Uh, people have definitely accused Kanye West of running his campaign because he was known as a supporter of the president for a while, and because there is an assumption that some people who would vote for Kanye uh, would likely do so to the detriment of the Democratic candidate. So uh, attempting to run Kanye, some have said, is purposeful uh, political moves in order to, to help the election lean a certain direction. I don't know if that's true or false. It is odd uh, to continue a campaign that you can't mathematically win, which I'm pretty sure, again, I will check some of that math. I'm going to take a break and really dive deep. Is there a way, and how would that go? Real quick, if 2020 actually had a November election in which Kanye West won, just picture that for a quick second. A guy that wasn't a part of any debates, a guy that we know predominantly as a celebrity from the world of music. But if he actually somehow was nominated to be, to be prey, if he won the election, that would be the defining moment of a year that's had almost too many of those. Uh, and maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it still wouldn't be the defining moment. Um, but it would be way up there because the surprise of it would be much bigger than in 2016. The surprise of Kanye West actually winning this thing and then having four years of him as president, which I really don't know any of his actual campaign positions, uh, not from that commercial, certainly I don't. Uh, that would be a very, very intriguing uh, next four years, to say the very least. Um, and maybe that is. Maybe that's what we're destined to see at the end of a year that's been surreal moment after moment, that this can't be the real life we're living. If Kanye West wins in November, I will say that yet again. I'm like, this just can't be a real year. I have to be asleep. Someone needs to wake me up now. Uh, quick break, a lot more in a bit, AM 1230. Craig Collins show on AM 1230 WJBC. Jim just called in with an excellent question. Uh, Jim just wanted to know if anybody, any celebrity friend of Kanye West has endorsed him for president. I had to Google to see which ones did. And uh, Elon Musk did, uh, which I don't know how much that helps one Kanye West. And then also Chance the Rapper, a guy that Betty and I both like a lot. Chance the Rapper seems like a really cool dude. Uh, did come out and support Kanye. However, Chance lives in Illinois, so he can't vote for Kanye because Kanye didn't make it on the Illinois ballot. And again, that's probably what makes me the most confused as to what's going on as far as the presidential campaign of a Kanye. Not that he's necessarily uh, a person that would probably win with a regular version of a campaign. If he had an, an honest, you know, started two years ago or at least uh, some comparable amount of time ago to everybody else we knew that was running for this. If he had been in the in the ring, so to say, for presidential uh, nominations and or to win the election uh, much, much earlier than when he got into it. I might think that it were a tad more serious and or if he actually were appearing on all the ballots. But everything I've seen says his math is, is utterly impossible. He cannot win the presidential nominee uh, nomination. So, so why, why continue to run? Uh, that is the question I'm asking. And I have resisted as much as I could talking about the Kanye West, uh, mostly because I, I just, you know, thought that it could somehow be tied to mental health. And I don't want to be a guy that, that went on the air and complained about a person that winds up being you know, caused mostly by by a struggle that I I, I would feel very bad for him uh, to be dealing with. And yet it's been a lot of time. And the fact that he's still running uh, says that maybe it's not necessarily a manic episode or a a, a bipolar episode. It, it may be more, um, you know, well thought out than that or, or just not influenced by that. It, it just makes no sense. But the, the campaign ad, too, by the way, I don't know if we're going to see it here in Illinois, because, again, he's not on the ballot um, or where it's going to air. 
Uh, but it, it was published a little while ago, and at least a few of the news organizations uh, carried it and, and put it out on social media. And I just, I think it's surreal that Kanye West still running, trying to be president of the United States. Um, honestly, if I've learned anything about him over this time period, it might be that he's one of the most determined people I've ever seen out there because it takes a certain individual to run for something you can't mathematically win. That does take a certain level of, I'm going to do this anyway. It's sort of like the people you cheer for at the end of a race who, whether they got injured or something happened, you know, crossed the finish line way after everybody else, and you start to clap because you're like, yeah, you did it. At the end of all this, I guess some people will probably praise Kanye for not giving up when the math told him to, among other things. All right, I got to take another break. You got Kim Commando coming up here a lot more. AM 1230 WJBC. ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. For tonight, we'll see clear skies, a low dropping to 43. Tomorrow, we'll be sunny, warmer, and breezy, a high of 73. Then Wednesday, really the last warmer day before a cold front moves in Thursday. Wednesday will be sunny and a high of 77. Right now, 63 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. I'm going to tell you about my favorite new bet this season. I've been playing the same game parlays on FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook, and it's the most fun you're going to have betting. It's sort of like betting the races for the horses. Uh, you essentially pick multiple things, not just who's going to win a game straight up, but... Uh, what are the different uh, positions going to do? Who's going to get a touchdown in the first inning, first quarter? Excuse me. Uh, what's going to happen throughout the uh, throughout the entirety of the the game? And if you win everything, you turn a small bet into a huge reward. It's cool. It's easy, uh, and you can actually get a risk free ten dollars every single week from FanDuel Paradise. It's the other thing I love so much about FanDuel is they make it incredibly easy to get the losses back uh, by giving you a bunch of different ways to do that. You got to use the promo code Craig when you sign up. By the way, if you're a new user to FanDuel. Uh, but every week you get up to $10 in a potential credit uh, for a one-off same-game parlay. The only catch in all of this, FanDuel's the only place that, place that allows you to do it. You can bet on a Monday night game. You can bet on anything you want. You can still bet baseball, I guess, in some ways. Maybe not uh, same-game parlays, but you can, you can still bet it if that's what you're paying attention to. I love the fact that 10 bucks can turn into a big, big payout. And if not, hey, I get my 10, back, 10 bucks back as a, as a one-time credit. You may have heard that you got to be in person in Illinois to sign up for accounts like this. For the limited time, that is all waived. So act fast and sign up right now for the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app before it's too late. Remember to use that promo code Craig, C-R-A-I-G, when you sign up. So I look good. One and two, you get access to the awesome uh, benefits that come with having a promo code, uh, which we all want all the time. 21 and present in Illinois or Indiana. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund of 10 bucks. Uh, terms do apply. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH IT. If you want my guess, I'd bet on the, the offensive players and the team. Uh, out of L.A. for the Monday game. But if you don't like my pick, don't bet with me. Uh, just you do you. That's right, Crazy Train. Unofficial producer Dan Lloyd sent me the music to play coming into this segment because I haven't done this yet. Uh, it's been almost a year that I mentioned I've been on this radio station uh, hosting the Craig Collins Show. Aptly named. I get to host it. That's very good. Although it should be called the Betty Collins Show. Correct? <laughs> yes. Some <great>. listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Betty and some listeners think so. Uh, we haven't told this story. You, you're a very nice human being. Thank you, Craig. Well, Thank you. You're, you're I mean, welcome. You're my husband. No, well, I, of course. But what I'm saying is like everybody says that about you, not just me. You're not a conflict person. Yeah, you don't no. You don't walk into a room and argue with anybody ever. You no, know? I'm not. Like you're, you're right. Yeah. You got thrown off a train one time. Yes. And this happened relatively yes, recently. This happened like a, a little over a year ago. Yeah. We were living in Leoria or Peoria, Peoria at Illinois. the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's um, uh, 
Cardi B that calls it Leoria on a yeah. TV show you like. Uh, but we're living in Peoria. You're traveling back and forth uh, to Chicago. Yes. And uh, you hop on the train one day, and you're coming home. And I'm on the radio, by the way. I'm yeah, doing a sports working. show. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on the air. And I get a frantic phone call from the missus, the very sweet, very kind, all the things you are, Betty <laughs> missus, that's like, Craig, I think I'm getting thrown off of a train. And I was like, I got like 30 seconds before I'm back on the air to talk about a sports thing. What now? And you said you're going to get thrown off a train. Betty, take it from there. What was going on? Well, um, I was, um, I don't know. It's kind of like a long story, long story short. Take your time. We're doing it on the air today, Betty. It's the Betty Collins Show. Tell us what happened. Well, I I saw the person who checks the, the tickets uh, getting close where my mm -hmm. seat was. And I was getting out of the restroom. And I was like, okay, he's getting close. I had to rush to get my ticket ready yes. for him to check out. So I get out of the out of the bathroom, and I have like a, this uh, mini toilet paper that I use to, yeah, a tiny little piece of toilet paper. You're talking about like a a finger size, probably two square of like piece of toilet paper okay. that I use to open the door. Because I'm a, as I say before, I'm a germophobic, yeah. and this I'm was, always try to don't touch anything around me. This was before coronavirus. Yes, and it was you, before you still open and close doors yeah. like that with a piece of yes, paper. Indeed. So you're trying to rush to get back to your seat, try to pull your ticket out for the person coming to check it. Yeah. You grab a piece of paper, you open the door handle of one of those sliding doors. You know, they don't always stick, yes. so they kind of like close quickly. You threw yeah. the paper. Yeah, and so the the paper, yeah, it, I throw it um, by mistake or like just like, Right. And I didn't even talk about it because he was like small. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna return and and, and right. pick it up. So I, the guy who was checking the tickets, looked at me. and was like, uh, hey, 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 where are you? Where are you going? And and I was like, to the seat to get the ticket ready. I was like, no, I, I need you to record to to pick up the paper that you throw in the floor. Right. So the the conductor kind of, you know, not awesomely uh but it's fine uh asks you to go pick the piece of paper up and throw it in the trash yes a very little piece of paper that you miss the trash and try to put in the trash yes. it tells you come pick that up right now yeah what do you say and i was like um i was like yeah i can do it so i return and i close the door mm -hmm. and i close the door because it's a public restroom so you have people in the both sides on the train right and i and for people I mean, probably women can understand this, but uh, when they use those like jeans, kind of like uh, lowering the hip and you yeah. bend over, you can sometimes show your your yourself yourself, right? And, uh, and especially you are uh, you, using like a short you uh, went, blouse, you, you know. You went into the bathroom to throw out a tiny piece of paper. The conductor asked you to, uh, to throw out. You shut the door for a brief second because yes. you didn't want anyone to see your pants if they went down a little bit too much but on your backside yes yes because I, I yeah i bent over and i was like yeah if i show too much my yes. back that would be embarrassing there are people from the both sides so i'm gonna close the bathroom and just to remind everybody again this betty doing all these things you're not doing a mean you're not doing them with an no, attitude i i no i'm not at all i just like yeah it's not a big deal all right and then so, you, you get out of the bathroom to go back to your seat i get out of the bathroom and he he said like what did you do i was like i pick up the paper and I keep walking to my seat. It was like, hey, 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 don't, where are you going? I'm talking to you. And he was pretty loud. Yeah. And like everybody was aware of what's happening. It was so like, you're getting embarrassed now. Yeah. And I was like, why is he talking to me like that? I did exactly what he wants me to do. And he's like, but what did you do? Why did you close the bathroom, uh, the door of the bathroom? I was like, oh, well, I, I pick it up. I mean, well, look, 
you don't want it. No one wants to explain that. When he goes, why did you close the bathroom door? And it's for a brief second. It's not like you closed it and there was a bunch of clanging yes. and, and banging of things in there. You closed it. You threw out the paper. You came back out. He asked you why. Yeah. You don't want to say because I didn't want anyone to see my my backside uh, conductor person who's treating me very odd right now. Yes. I didn't. I didn't want anyone to do that. Yeah. So you just kind of don't say anything. You try to go to your seat. Yeah. To get out your ticket. He and, threw you off the train for that. And he kept asking me, I'm talking yeah, to come you. Here. Just come here. And right. come here. And like, I don't like, uh, it was pretty loud. Kind of like, yeah, I was like, yes. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go like right there. Because I mean, right. I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I did exactly what you said. I was like, did you, did you try the battle? I was like, no, you can go ahead and see that it's, it's thoroughly clean. It's, yeah. I didn't do anything Trash wrong. Trash the bathroom, by the way, would cause noise. Yes. If you were in there, if little Plus, Betty... I returned, like, it was like a, not even a, a... A second. I don't know. Right. You close Five, the door. Five, six seconds. Right. So he gets very upset and makes you get up out of your seat, takes you back. I, I apologize. I want to make sure we get all this story in. We're running out of time with the, the news coming up and uh, a couple breaks. Uh, takes you all the way back to, like, the food car, makes you stand there with him for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, however long it took to go yeah. from one stop to the next one, yeah. and threw you off the train. Yeah. And during that time when you're standing, you're crying now. Betty is now yes. crying on a train, calling me on the phone, telling me what's going on, and I'm like, um, can I get this guy on the phone? Can you mention to him I'm on a radio station right now so maybe he can help us understand it? He said no to that yeah. offer. We had to reach out to the company. They wound up giving you a refund for just the one ticket. Yeah. But the entire process, and I know... And I don't want to put these words in your mouth, Betty, so feel free to say them if, if you want to. Um, but I know that after it, we felt a certain way about why this happened to you. Yeah. And it wasn't because of how you behaved. Because no. every indication from who you are as a human, yeah. in any interaction I've ever seen you in, even a, a conflict-like one, I have never seen you be disrespectful, mean to anyone ever. Yeah. Even when you throw a shoe at me, you kind of do it nicely. Or maybe I kid. Maybe you don't do that as much as I say. Um, but in all honesty, there's just no scenario in which you would have done this anywhere near as disrespectfully yeah. as people that I've seen stay on train. And I saw that guy all the time because, right. as I said, I was traveling back and forth Weekly. from uh, Peoria to Chicago to finish a school. certificate yeah. school that I, I was going on. So He threw you completely off a train for that. Yes. I wound up ending my radio show early that day, driving to the area you were in, Joliet, Joliet Illinois, to pick you up, yes. which took me multiple hours because the next train was going to take longer than me getting there and getting mm -hmm. you on the on the... You're crying the whole time. You're dealing with... I was just so frustrated because my effort to finish the certificate uh, and, and on, yeah. on graphics, I mean, uh, web development, uh, it, it just took so much effort uh, yeah. to get it. And then the top of that, having that treatment uh, by a person that I never, I consider like I never was respectful to him. Never disrespectful, never and, nothing, uh, right? So it was just like shocking for me. It was like, is this worth it? What am I doing this? You know what I mean? It was eye-opening to me in a couple ways. And one of the biggest ones that was eye-opening to me is that, and this goes for all of us out there, if you've had a negative experience, if someone anywhere in your life has treated you unfairly and told you it was your fault, if you've been told, hey, it's your fault, you know, you did this thing wrong, and you really don't think you did, you really feel like... I don't like, think like, I did. Well, no, no, I know you didn't, but I, I mean just gen generally anyone who's been in oh, a situation okay. like it, if you've ever been in one of those where it's like, man, I really didn't deserve the way this all went down, know you're not alone. Know that Betty was once thrown off a train. Betty, yeah. one of the nicest people that you've ever, this is not fake. She's not doing a, a character. That's Betty. And I told you this before that um, yeah. if I would have been probably uh, seven foot, six foot <laughs> and a half, uh, probably that guy wouldn't treat no. me the way that uh, he treated me because... Uh, I mean, I'm foreign. I'm not. I'm not American. Um, I'm. I'm five mm -hmm. foot. Like I'm a short yep. woman. Yep. 
Um, I don't, I mean, I'm a peaceful person. I, I don't like to argue. I like no always to try to be the mediator between yes. conflict. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah. uh, I always try to uh, answer to that kind of situation with the best face that I... Yes. So, so uh, in Mexico, if somebody like a Mexican guy gets treated of that, that's going to be like a... A different situation. Sure, or, it could be. It, yeah, it, it, no, was, it was surreal, the whole experience. And so I just want to say... Uh, that you never deserved that. That's totally unfair. I can't believe it took us a year to tell that story because <laughs> it needed to be told. And also, it's been a year. Now. Yeah. And also, I'm a nice person too, right? Yes. Great. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to hear that. And anybody <laughs> else out there who wonders sometimes, wait a minute, did something that, that happened to me, was it my fault or maybe that guy that threw you off the train that day was having a bad day? Or, or there are just people in this world who are, are you know. Have the authority and they think that they can do whatever they well, want. And if you want to provide grace to everybody in every situation, even people who do you wrong, which is something that Jesus seems to like to do from time to time, Jesus likes to, to forgive all everyone, you start to think, well, what's going on in their life? What's going on in their life that they're so upset that they walk into their place of work at the train and throw somebody like you off uh, during their, their eight-hour shift, whatever they're doing at the train station? Yeah. Because there's got to be something else going on that's making them a much angrier person than yeah. is a person that should have been making decisions in that moment because a, a, a rational person doesn't throw Betty off a train <laughs> ever. Quick break, a lot more AM 1230. Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Thrilled to have you with me as always. I got news coming up in a bit. I totally forgot. We told that train story, uh, Betty's train story, her harrowing experience of getting thrown off a train because a cat got thrown off a train in uh, China uh, yesterday on Sunday. Uh, this is a viral story. Cat escorted off train after being caught without a ticket. That's the headline. Uh, and I will post the story on social media. But the people, or I guess the you know, pets that I would never expect to be thrown off trains. Uh, for people, it's definitely Betty high on my list of people that you should never throw off a train. She's not going to be mean. And then like a cat, let that cat finish the trip, man. I mean, come on. Why do we, why do we got to throw a cat off uh, for not having a ticket? Although a lot of people adored the scene, thought it was hilarious. So I guess there were some that enjoyed it. Um, after the break, I'm going to talk about a wearable tattoo. This is a story that comes to me from unofficial producer of the show, uh, Dan Lloyd. I will mention again, the toddler who got access to a a device to cut some hair and turned it into what I think is going to be uh, his Halloween costume. It's it's pretty funny. I put that up on my social media page already. You can find that facebook.com slash Craig Collins show. I also am just going to honestly uh, take a little bit to thank the audience. I've been on the radio here at WJBC for about a year now. Uh, you never know in this industry. I've joked before that one thing you should do every so often is a goodbye show just on the off chance that things don't work out because the industry, you know, not not trying to say anything negative about any place you're ever going to be, and certainly not about this place. It's been great. Uh, but honestly, you never know. So maybe we'll do a, an unofficial goodbye show to be utilized whenever needed uh, in this last half hour here after the news. Uh, like I said, though, the news is coming up. Got a lot of stories. And honestly, just very grateful uh, to be here and connecting with you, the audience, at AM 1230 WJBC. You guys have been awesome, uh, are awesome. Uh, it's, a, it's a heck of an experience to chat every day with several regular callers, both on and off the air. Uh, Linda, one of those callers, actually having a long chat with Betty off the air today about something you see chief meteorologist Brian Walder will be cloudy for the rest of the day today cool and breezy but skies should begin to clear out as we head into tonight wake up temperatures tomorrow morning falling back into the mid 40s then mostly sunny skies continuing for your Tuesday expect high temperatures tomorrow in the low to mid 70s a little bit breezy tonight but wind gusts picking back up again tomorrow with wind gusts as high as 25 or 30 miles an hour 
Then more sunshine and gusty conditions on the way for Wednesday. Wind gusts as high as 30 to 35 miles an hour with high temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. Cold front comes through on Thursday. We'll see a big drop in temperatures behind it as highs dip into the 50s Thursday afternoon. And we'll stay chilly for the rest of the week after that with highs in the 50s and overnight lows as low as the 30s. From Hardville, Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walter, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 63 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I've talked about it before on other radio stations, other stops in the old career, uh, and I've actually seen it done before by some other people. Uh, Honestly, it's been a year since I've started at this radio station. The Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC was born about a year ago. And so the best way in my industry to celebrate yearly Uh, annual traditions, whatever, is not necessarily the way that some people do it. Uh, And I've learned this from some of the best that I've worked with. But it's to have an unofficial goodbye show. (laughs) Because you never know. You do never know when these things are going to come to an end. And honestly, that might be a kind of thing we all do in any kind of workplace. Because really, uh, not that many people, I think, get ashcanned in all kinds of walks of life. Although uh, radio, it's a tad more likely than other places. And and other times, you know, you leave because of other reasons, too. So it, it happens. Uh, all the time, but maybe that would be good in like any workplace. Like you go into work one day and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go in, say how much I appreciate my coworkers, how fun it's been uh, to be a part of the station or part of whatever it is you do on the off chance. So that's what I'm doing here uh, to celebrate a year of the Craig Collins show. Isn't it amazing? It's been a year, uh, by the way, Neil Doyle, you've been here the entire time. Is it crazy that it's already been a year of the Craig Collins show? Time flies. It doesn't, it, it, it does. do- doesn't feel like a year. No, uh, well, uh, honestly, the year has responded quite a bit in some ways to, like, Craig's on the radio uh, because it's just been such a crazy, surreal. I'm in the bunker still. How's the uh, sound from the bunker, by the way? Good. I think it's I messed sound. with a bunch of it today. Yeah. <laughs> right before the show, I was messing with things. I was hitting buttons. I was, I was changing things around because I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep trying to perfect this because I might still bunker for quite some time. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy experience, to say the very least. Certainly not in the radio station as much as I plan to be over the course of the entire year. I love the fact that we have so many regular callers who call in all the time. Uh, it's just it's fun to be a part of it. How long have you been at WJBC, by the way? Um, I'm losing track of time. Look at you. Uh, I, w- I came on part-time, I think, in August of 2018. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I've been here since, yeah, I mean, August of 2018. So however long... However long that's been. Yeah, there you I don't go. Even know. You, well, you have at least two years under your belt then. Here, let's do it. Let's give the official goodbye on the off chance at some point in this industry you were ever to not be here anymore for any reason whatsoever. Uh, what would you like to say to your adoring fans? Oh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of fans out there. Oh, it's been a you know pleasurable experience, <laughs> you know, being able to give you the uh-huh. news each day. And, yeah, no, yes. I mean, I Bloomington Normal, great community. You guys are great. <laughs> Honestly, and I, I will say the same thing. This is my goodbye speech if it's ever needed. I just go ahead and roll it from wherever it, wherever it is or, or not. I think that happens, too. Uh, but, no, it's been a lot of fun to be a part of the station, to have so many listeners both on and off the air interact in all the different ways. I mean, for example, and I said this before the news, Linda, one of our regular callers who – uh, some affectionately referred to as Kramer because she jumps on the air and starts talking without 
always given her name, had like a five, ten minute conversation with my wife off the air about some radio station she was listening to and comments they made that she didn't like about Mexico. And I'm just sitting here waiting for the next segment, uh, and they're just chatting it up. It was awesome. It's awesome to see. I don't think a lot of radio stations have that level of connection uh, with a lot of the listeners. I know some do. I know some that I've even worked at have a special place. Uh, but it seems like this place, uh, for a lot of reasons, is special to all of those listeners out there. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's the, the factor of it is, while it is a large community, what is Bloomington uh -huh. Normal, McLean County, I mean, there's a lot of people. It's weird where, you know, all of a sudden you could go to the store one day and, oh, you bump into somebody who, who listens on right. a daily basis. That's just, yes. that's just kind of what this radio station is to the community. And when you get talking to those people, by the way, which I have done a few times now uh, over the course of this year, uh, they tell you a lot of stories about this specific radio station, about WJBC, because of how long it's been such a big part and integral part of this, this community. They will tell you about their favorite host, whoever they were. Uh, often it's some of the bigger people that you've heard before, of course, uh, getting mentioned, Don Munson. I, I can't count the amount of times that his name comes up when someone says they're a longtime listener of the radio station. But it's just, it just cool, the, the level of connection. I'm, I, everybody talks about it. I'm not even sure that I'm allowed to say it, but the, um, the, the prize wheel, Neil Doyle, I've that is a very popular heard, item to some. I've heard some stories about they it. They miss yes. it. What, what was that called again specifically? What is it called? I think that's what I thought it was the it's prize wheel. It's just the prize wheel? Yeah, that's what I thought. People love it. <laughs> they love it. They're like, and by the way, was you ever, the, can you? Or was it the sponsor wheel or something? Oh, I, I think it was the sponsor wheel. Yeah. Yeah, they mention that constantly. They're like, can you bring that back? Can you work it in? I'm like, I'll try. I feel like there's some legal challenges with that now. Uh, also, I think everybody mentions uh, problems and solutions, which maybe I should do that. Maybe a goodbye show at some point, if I'm ever to have one, is just me diving head deep into the problems and solutions concept and letting people ask me problems. That's what it was, right? The host just gave solutions to listener problems? Yeah, no, people just okay. called in, uh, stated whatever, whatever problem they had. I feel like had. I yeah. can try. Mm -hmm. uh, caller, what's your name? Kevin. Kevin, go ahead. Well, you're thinking of uh, pro the problems and solutions which they've tried replacing with issues and answers, and uh, the sponsor reel is what you're thinking. Yes. Is what it was actually called. And that that was a that was a favorite. Have you been listening to the radio station a long time, Kevin? Uh, late sixties. Late so wow, late sixties. You've been listening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite host of all time? Uh, probably Dan Sweeney. There you go. I've heard Dan Sweeney's name come up a lot. Well, thank you for the call. Although, go ahead. Thank you. for sports, Art Kimball. Art Kimball. Yeah, I've heard that name, too. Thank you so much for calling in. By the way, do you have any yep. problems you want a solution to? I can try to give you one. Nah, I'm okay. good. <laughs> this is my favorite caller ever. Talk to you later, Kevin. Thank you. That was fun. Uh, anybody else? 829-2345. We can try it out. Problems and solutions on the Craig Collins Show. Uh, why not? Unofficially, just go ahead and uh, throw caution to the wind. If I can't figure out a, a solution to your problem, somebody else hopefully can, either on the show or maybe another caller. Maybe we just open it up to everybody. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's part of what it is that's so cool about working at this this radio station or any radio station, I guess, and very few that exist in this country that have that level of connection to their community. Kevin casually said he's been listening since the 60s. Uh, can anybody do the quick math on that, how many years that is? That's 60 years. Listen to the same radio station. 60 years. Kevin's been on and off tuning in to AM 1230 WJBC, and he says it like it's no big deal. Like, yeah, I don't know, like 60 years or something, I guess. That's what we call a loyal listener right there. Really? And I bet you he's not alone. Like, who can top it? Let me do it that way. This might be the most fun thing I can do that's a quick call. Who, who has been listening to this radio station for the most years? Don't tell me how I'm doing compared to everyone else that's been here. I don't want that on the unofficial celebration of my one-year uh, anniversary here. And also the goodbye show, if ever it's needed. 
on AM 1230, which is what you do with radio stations everywhere, in my opinion. But who, who's been listening longer than 60 years? AM 1230 WJBC. Caller, what's your name? Hello. We Hello. are calling to assist you with your health insurance. <laughs> uh, I don't think I need that help, Neil. That was fantastically timed. I wonder how long they've been listening, because they seem to call in often. They were trying to help the automated call with my, my health insurance needs. Well, that was helpful. I thought they were going to give us a top us over the 60 years. No, not quite. Just the you know, yeah. Insurance. Well, you never know. I mean, that organization might have been dialing this phone number for a long time. <laughs> so they, they might have topped it. 829-2345. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to let the phone lines be filled or at least try to answer a couple and make sure they're actual callers and not automated messages. But I want to hear if anybody's been listening to the radio station for more than 60 years. I am doing a one-year anniversary end to my show today. And also, because the industry is a, is a tricky one, uh, my official goodbye show or unofficial goodbye show, if ever needed, on AM 1230 WJBC. Quick break after this. Craig, did we lose you? Oh, I'm here. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Neil, I'm here. Sorry. AM 1230 WJBC. Pregnant pause. Very long pregnant pause. I was on the phone with somebody trying to get her to go on the air. And she's like, I don't want to go on the air. People know me. I don't want to go on the air. I was like, okay, what do you want to say? And she said, one, that she used to have a phone number that was a common misdial for people that listen to WJBC. She had a different three numbers before the 2345. And so when people would dial it wrong at all hours of the night, apparently, they would reach her and her family. And so we were obviously sort of uh, a thing that she should have hated. You know, like if a dumb radio station is making your phone ring off the hook 24-7, it's got to be like, come on, I hate these places. Uh, this place but she listens constantly she said day and night the only thing she listens to is wjbc and the only time she turns us off is when we give financial advice um, but she was very sweet and said that she just lived with the fact that the phone number was wrong all the time i got another caller that's on the phone now caller what's your name uh steve i've been listening since mid-70s mid-70s that that doesn't top our last caller but that's close steve i know i know it don't but uh i got on 24 7 here now there you always go did. Who are we some of your home, Who are some of your favorite hosts of all time? If you want to name them, uh, I got Don Munson. Uh, there was a bunch of them. Uh, I just can't think. That's all I can think of right That's now. That's Don. Don's played, at the top of our Mount Rushmore, I think. Yeah, I played softball against Don Munson. There you go. Did you win or did you lose? Well, a little we, losing. We it sounds had, like you lost. We we no, we both had good teams and gotcha. we kind of we kind of split he was on a team that was undefeated and my team beat him okay was da was but, don was don a competitive guy oh yeah is yeah. he a competitive guy i know he's still out there i just mean i've never met the man uh he's he's competitive oh, yeah playing ball i mean we've fantastic i caught we met we met at home several times that's fantastic well thank you for the call steve and thank you for uh, listening okay. for so long Sure. Yeah, have, have a great evening. You, you too. Betty. Bye. Yeah, no, and actually Betty's sitting here too because Betty gets to be part of the unofficial goodbye show. I said in this radio industry, you never know. It's celebrating one year the way I was told to by a very famous Hall of Fame radio broadcaster. The way you celebrate each anniversary on the radio, say goodbye to the audience just in case, just on the off chance that it doesn't work out. And that guy actually might be doing the show on Wednesday. So you might know who that broadcaster is a little bit later on. But Betty... Uh, you know, do you want to say anything to the audience that loves you? Everybody loves Betty. She's eating food sitting in the showcase studio. So, all right, you know what I'm going to do? Or the basement radio bunker. I'm going to take my last break. I got a couple minutes here, and then we'll have a goodbye from Betty and a goodbye from me unofficially on the Craig Collins Show. Nobody get confused. My wife just looked at me very strange. This is just a fun 
radio thing that I've been told at times is a good way to celebrate. I've been on the radio here for a year, hopefully many, many more. Uh, but on the off chance, it's not, it's not going to work out that way. Also, potentially goodbye. No, I'm kidding. AM 1230 WJVC. Quick break. A lot more after this. Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder rested today. Lingering clouds, cool, breezy. Tonight, it's going to be low of 43, clearing and cool. Tomorrow, sunny, warm, breezy, high of 73. Wednesday, sunny, warm, breezy, high of 77. Right now at AM 1230 WJBC, 73 degrees. How funny. I just got a bunch of messages on my social media page of people saying that they, they enjoyed listening and, and have, a good, have a good time or thank you or whatever they said here. I can read some of them. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not actually done on the radio. I worked with a guy for a long time who made a joke that uh, radio is essentially waiting from one, uh, one change of jobs to the next change of jobs. That's part of what it is. And then there's an in-between part where you're employed by places, and that's a pretty fun time. Uh, and so it's my one-year anniversary of being here at AM 1230 WJBC, and I thought it would be kind of fun to do uh, what he always said you should do, which is the goodbye show on the off chance that after the anniversary, yeah, you know, it winds up being a goodbye. Uh, one of those listeners is, uh, is uh, uh, let me see here, where did that just go? I just hit the wrong button. Hold on, let me get it back. It's James. James said to me on social media, uh, first he said, uh, you've been great. Uh, we're going to miss you a bunch. Uh, thanks so much for your time. And then he goes, oh, wait, listening closer, just realize you're not actually going anywhere. Sorry about that. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very kind of you to say that, James. I'm thrilled that you uh, listen to the radio station so much. Unofficial producer Dan Lloyd is worried that he's out of the job, even though he is the unofficial producer, Dan Lloyd. Uh, so unfortunately, I don't think we've been paying you already, Dan. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a rough internship or whatever you want to call it so far. But thank you uh, for being a part of the show. And to sever several other people, uh, Brian texted me saying, what's going on? Nothing, buddy. Just uh, having a little bit of fun on AM 1230 WJBC and saying how awesome it has been to connect with the listeners here, uh, having been now on here on in afternoons for about a year. Uh, along with actually one week, one of my radio achievements, I guess, if you could call it that, uh, during the time that I've been here, I would call it that, is when I hosted mornings and afternoons for an entire week. I was on air for eight hours a day for five days in a row here on this radio station. Eight hours a day. It, it wound up being uh, nothing. Like Nobody really said anything to me about it, uh, which I hope that means I did a good job, but I, I didn't get any, any real uh, uh, comments. Uh, but uh, it was fun being with you guys, the listeners. And actually, we got a, a flower basket Right after we did that, a listener sent Betty more than me a flower basket. I think more than me uh, is just something that I'm saying. I think the listener wrote both her names on it. But I felt like they cared a lot about Betty. Betty was first uh, and, and very important to get her that. And you still have the flowers. You're still uh, getting the, feeding those flowers every day. They're sitting out on our porch. Yeah, they're still very pretty. We're going to have to bring them inside at some point. Yeah, because it's, getting, cause very it's cold. getting cold mm -hmm. and windy. And at times, those flowers have tried to give up, but you've kept bringing them right back. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I asked you if you wanted to say goodbye in the silly version of a goodbye show that we're doing, and you said no, Betty. You said you're not a goodbye person. Yeah, I'm not a good person. You would miss everybody too much. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you don't want to say goodbye. Well, we're just about out of time for the show today. Uh, this has been the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Very self-serving in the last half hour to talk about uh, the radio station, talk about a year of broadcasting and hosting with you guys. Uh, going, Yeah, going back and listening to the first couple weeks. I think I've gotten a little bit better over time here. It's been a fun fun process, and I hope to do it for a, a lot longer. Uh, but we've had a year of, of Craig Collins' show on AM 1230, and it's soon going to be called the Betty Collins Show with <laughs> Craig sometimes uh, because we've got to keep growing. we got to lean in. The audience loves you, Betty. Yeah, thank you so much for, for everybody for listening to us. See, there you go. That was kind of a goodbye. That was kind of a nice. Uh, do you want to say anything else, anything uh, close? We only got about 30 seconds left. No, you stay safe out there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cold, windy, and uh, uh, cloudy. So yes. don't don't get tired because it's kind of like crazy outside. But just enjoy the day. It's still beautiful. And it's going to be, be really cold in a couple of days. So please, yeah. tomorrow. When